0: What's happening, everybody? My name is Brian. That is Shane, and this is the Podcast Unleashed. And I literally once again ended a phone call as the countdown went three, two, one.
1: Yeah, uh, no, I feel you, man. I'm plugging in my mic at three, two, one today. So <laughs> this is this is my old microphone, or actually my really good one that no longer it works.
0: Oh no! Thanks to
1: uh, yeah, my son was playing with it, and he broke it, so. Uh, but you know, I've got the, uh, the old standby. I've got the old Yeti rocking. So hopefully you guys hear me. Okay. Out there.
0: Yeah. You sound fine, but uh, you know, what's going to really suck for me is that when I'm trying to edit tomorrow's uh, video with that old Yeti mic.
1: Yeah. I feel bad for you now. I I seriously considered like holding the mic here and, and just going. The first time Picard decided to do Star Wars,
0: <laughs> Star Trek,
1: <laughs> and just see if I could like hold it. And like, that's not going to work. Hours straight. Not going to happen.
0: Hey, well, listen, everybody. uh Thank you for being here. It is the <laughs> Thursday afternoon pickle party. I'm not sure what we're calling it yet, but this is podcast. It, it's podcast unleashed. It's a podcast unleashed pickle party. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Whatever. Um, today uh, we are talking about the following. Of course, we are doing our Strange New Worlds episode two review. We're also talking about a brand new enterprise that we're gonna see in Picard Season 3. Interesting. Uh Rings of Power, upload season three, Avatar 2, which uh just to be clear, we don't really care about. And uh Metal Gear Solid. Yeah, it's very um, fancy. The movie is still happening, and I'm actually very interested in that. So, a lot of good stuff today. <clears throat> it's probably going to be a long stream. Here's the deal: if you if you're new here and you don't know how it works, we start here. We start on the podcast Unleashed, and then about halfway through, after the review and all that, we head into the members section, and uh, and that link you can find in the in the comments in the uh, description below. So when we head in the member section, we'll let you know. We'll give you a fair warning, but we will spend the majority of our time here. Shane, how you yes. doing, brother?
1: I'm doing okay. Um, it's been a really weird week. I, I feel like every time we do this live show, I say the same thing. It's been a really weird week. At some point, I just have to embrace the fact that my life is weird and that everything, every week is not a weird week. It's just a normal week for Shane. Here's the deal,
0: boys. <laughs> We got a new one did we get a new one uh, so you got a, I got a couple of new uh <laughs> will Wheaton inserts. Let me tell you something. Will Wheaton is a wealth of cringe worthy material. Um here's a really good one. <laughs> ready is what I would uh, say if I was a complete f-ing moron. Wow. and the fact that he does all he did a bunch of these things on green screen makes it so easy to have fun with uh, right right. You. Thank you wesley i appreciate that okay so um yeah you've had a rough week dude i i i feel I'm you weird so yeah I, I guess i should tell everybody what i'm doing yeah right? i'm like yeah and why and why we haven't we haven't put videos out yet this week yeah
1: so i don't know if i have a good answer for that um
0: <laughs>
1: yeah. we haven't put out videos this week because shane's going through crazy mode yeah b- f- so we do say, we were yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Sorry. I, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna go lighter on those.
1: Well, we put out a video on Saturday, which um which has done pretty good. It was, you know, it was actually a Strange New Worlds, um, kind of talking about how it's kind of paving the way for Star Trek to be better. And if you haven't seen that, make sure you go watch that video on our prime channel. Um and then Tuesday, we were supposed to come out with kind of a picard season three like what we think is going to happen and then some news dropped that we're gonna that this video we're doing now is about where talks about patrick stewart actually not wanting the tng crew back which is juicy and interesting and that's the video that was supposed to come out tuesday today and will definitely come out saturday
0: (laughs) (laughs) i've been working on the house a
1: little bit got a little bit of issues going on
0: no yeah 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 so it's Say, shane was so stoked on monday he's like yo man mm. i'm working on these scripts feeling really good blah 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 he's really he's so passionate right
1: yeah and that yeah, was at I like nine it.
0: in the morning and by I nine o'clock motivated. at night he's like Ugh, so my day isn't going great <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, you know what happens and you guys tell me tell us if you have the same problem. Like you start your day knowing exactly what you're going to do. And you're like, yes, and I'm going to accomplish this. And it's going to be so great. And you've got like this vision of the future. And then that first call from like the water company comes or like, you know, somebody you had no intention of dealing with that day suddenly needs your attention for the next two hours. And it just derails your whole day. And then at the end of the day, you go, I, all that fun stuff I was talking about this morning just never happened. So
0: yeah, for me it's a, yeah, the electricity bill that always comes, um, but I'm yes. not going to talk about that anymore because last time I talked about it, there was multiple chats uh, saying, um, "Look at behind you."
1: <laughs> <laughs> Anybody with that kind of lighting cannot complain about their electric bill.
0: Yeah. Okay. So just so you guys know, uh, today's show is sponsored by Liquid IV. Ooh! Yeah, and I got that smooth yeah. animation. Got my liquid <laughs> IV here. Yeah, stuff's good. Yeah, I've been making uh, smoothies out of it, and we're going to talk about a little bit, a little bit more about it a little bit later. But before we do, I think it's time. I think it's time we jump yeah. in. Is there anybody say hi to? Uh, I guess we can say hi to people. Yeah. Hey, question of trek. What's up, Offspring? Jeremy Snyder. We got Kenneth Roke in the members chat. Uh, Norman butch buckwald. wild the fact that i'm reading this is it's not buckwald. a Buckwald. i like that name norman buckwald yeah all right so um we have a new system we have a new review system and uh yeah oh
1: you're gonna unveil that now okay
0: yeah i'm going to but for uh, first let me make sure everything works
1: <laughs> okay okay i just want yeah
0: let's just say I, but also
1: let's just say hi to everybody real quick okay I mean, and if that's cool with you, because it says here, Jeremy says he's not sticking around long today. Uh, he's got to, uh, he's got to meet up with friends. Wait, Jeremy, I thought we were friends. Hey,
0: Jeremy, uh, I saw that your 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 thing on. Oh wait, yeah, I gotta get in my rant of the week before I before we go on the review. I'm sorry, I gotta get that out of my off my chest. But speaking of Facebook, Jeremy posted a picture of uh, what appeared to be a caveman size um, butterflied uh, shank of meat. Like okay, let me tell you something. There's there's a couple things that get my engines going. Did you but think one... butterfly sized? I'm no, sorry. No, it's like it's called butterfly. So it's like oh, it's the, the shank of meat. It's like there's a bone coming off it, and it looks like a big tomahawk steak. You know? Okay, you know your meats, so yeah. Yeah. So a uh, couple things that get my engines going, and one of them is uh, pictures of amazing cuts of meat.
1: So <laughs> you have a calendar with like every month is a different cut of meat like back in the butcher's like wearing an apron but no undershirt yep
0: oh like, is my
1: that, is that your uh what you got up on the wall
0: yeah yeah i don't i don't have a i don't have like the nudity mags and all that i have like just pictures of meat of like raw meat being yeah. cut meat yeah. everywhere yeah okay right. um yeah so i do have a rant of the week and luckily rant of the week ooh fun we have that little sweet thing right there So, as much as I uh, love our father, I have been in Facebook hell (laughs) this week. Yeah. He literally called me right before the show. So, if you guys don't know, Shane and I share a father. Of course, we're brothers. Here's the deal. He gets the top half. I get the bottom
1: half. And I got the bad end there.
0: Right. Right. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. I don't even know what that... Weird week, man. been a weird week. So... My dad is trying to get, uh, he's trying to figure out his Facebook. So he has a Facebook page.
1: Yeah. He's in his late
0: sixties guys. So this yeah. will be fun. So if you know how Facebook works, there's a Facebook pro, okay. Facebook profile. And that's like a personal profile. Right. And that's what you log into when you're talking to your friends, sharing pictures, whatever, right. Personal stuff. And there's a Facebook page. And the Facebook page is sort of like the podcast, which you guys should go check it out: facebook.com/popcast Popcast guys. And the page is like, it's sort of like a business, you know, or a show, or you know, uh, entertainment, or a nonprofit, whatever. It's a, it's an entity. It's not a person. So a Facebook page is an entity. Now he has a Facebook page for his business. Okay. I set it up for him. He is trying to figure out how to use it now, three years later, and he is continually asking me for the username and password to his Facebook page. Here's okay. how it works. On Facebook, when you have a page, there is no username and password. A profile manages the page, or multiple profiles manage the page. Like, my profile on Facebook manages our podcast page. Yeah, the more you know. Right. Right. And so I go, the first time I was like, dad, listen, um, you, you know, you manage your page through your your profile, like your regular Facebook profile, like your, like, you know, your name, that profile, you actually I manage page. He goes, oh, okay, but what's the password? I was like, dad, listen, um, there's no password, there's no username. You, when you log into your regular Facebook, you know, you go to your pages and you manage your page there. He goes, okay, yeah, but I don't know what the password is. I'm like... Dad, listen. You, there's no password. You don't log into your page. You log into your profile and you manage your page. And he goes, Okay, yeah, but I forgot the password. I'm like, Dad, there's no password. There's no username. You manage your page with your profile. And he goes, Oh, okay. What's the password to my profile? I'm like, oh, I'm done. I'm done. Stuff old people say. Um. Right, yeah. And so I, I was, I was like, I was like, I can't do this anymore. It's too hard. So I, uh, my poor wife, I was like, honey, help, help dad out with this stuff. And she has yeah. spent the better portion of the day uh, figuring that out.
1: Oh God, bless her soul. That's terrible.
0: It's rough. It's rough. That's your rant of the week. Yeah, because you know, uh, he's not the only person. He's the most recent person, but so many people, family members of ours and people we work with um, just can't figure out the whole page versus profile thing on Facebook. Mm-hmm. And to be fair, I think maybe Facebook shouldn't have had profiles manage pages. It you, you should just log into your page because so many people just don't know how to do it. And it's it's nuts. And
1: well, and it's complicated. And then you can, if more than one person is working on it, then if the main person who's working on it loses their login, then nobody can get into it. <laughs> that's know? what happened to us. <laughs> yeah. That's for the longest time, Brian couldn't access our Facebook page. And I'm like, I'm like praying that nothing bad goes wrong because I'm not, I don't own it technically. <laughs>
0: All right. So on that, so I set up our Facebook page for podcast and I didn't really worry about it because like we don't, we barely use Facebook. But I said I mean, that's
1: not true. I use it a lot.
0: Oh, yeah. Shane does, but I barely use it. But it was managed by my personal profile. My personal profile got temporarily banned before COVID. And then they said at the end of your ban, you can message us and we'll reinstate you. But then COVID happened and no one was working at Facebook. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, they
1: they said, "Yeah, due to COVID, uh we may never answer you. Yeah, again. so
0: I messaged them. And they literally said, "Like you know, um, we might not get back to you. You know, just keep trying." I tried for like two years. Yeah, it was crazy, dude. Jeremy, literally, I ended up starting a brand new Facebook account, and like Jeremy actually followed me there, and other people that that are friends of the show, and um, I got so into my new Facebook account. I finally got access to my old Facebook account and I have no need for it now, except for to finally get back into the podcast and give us control back over our own page. For the longest time, no one had control over our page.
1: I just kept posting. I'm like, I hope everything's going okay.
0: He was just posting as himself. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> that was
1: pretty crazy. Okay. So, hey, Jeremy says, we're friends, but I can't drink with you through the screen. <laughs> that is very true. That's a good point. Yeah. So okay, go with your friends. I get it. I get it. Okay. Uh, let's see. What my friend's dad is the same with technology. It's all dads, man. They're all crazy.
0: It's rough, man. It's so hard, and then they'll ask the same same question over and over again. And I'm like, Dad, I, I don't understand. I, I, when I'm talking, do you just completely ignore what I'm saying? I don't. I don't get it. Are you are you are you not listening to me when I'm when I'm talking or? Is it because you're not getting the answer you think it should be? You just like throw it in the recycle bin. <laughs> like, well, he's
1: ahead. made a whole series of assumptions. And if your, if your answer doesn't quench his thirst for the answer to that assumption, then he's not going, you're, he's going to continue asking. I mean, so he's assuming, yeah. right? You know, that, that you understand he's lost his main login.
0: Wow, <laughs> it's really silly. Yeah, silly. I love the guy to death. But when it comes to technology, that's the one thing I think I. I sort of lose my temper over it with, with pops it's yeah, because yeah. everything else I'm really patient with them right yeah, but yeah. you know me I do not like teaching people anything <laughs> yes, we know yeah I we just found out that we found
1: out that interestingly today I'll tell you later
0: Oh did I do something wrong oh you guys let me know about that
1: Yeah yeah I'll tell you it was pretty funny we had it was about turning off a computer.
0: Right. Oh. And so, uh,
1: and so remember you had someone turning off one computer, uh, remotely.
0: Oh my gosh. She was turning <clears throat> that off person was computer. turning
1: off this computer here. And that's why it answers the question. But because we, you said, turn off the computer, we didn't understand which one to be you know.
0: fair that in, at that moment, I, I gave yeah. like screenshot and very specific instructions, but I think that because I didn't specify which computer.
1: Yeah. Yeah that's that's what it is so listen it's maybe it's partly dad partly you mostly dad less you
0: i'm just i'm just bad at teaching people something and uh it you know i'm patient with dad with everything but tech and i i that's i'm if you're listening if you're watching dad sorry i'm sorry i lost my temper he's not he's not watching i mean he might be because he literally just said before the show i'll go watch the show oh did
1: he hey dad sorry i love you
0: um <laughs> yeah, I lost. I lost my temper a little. Bit. I was like, "Dad, I don't, I don't get it." And he's like, "Why, why are you yelling at me?" I'm like, "Oh, <laughs> so many reasons right now." Okay, so we have a brand new. We're gonna jump into the review, but before we do, we have a brand new review system. And before I, I do the whole sting and all that, I want you guys to see how it works. Basically, if you can see on the screen right now, we are gonna have two individual scores. Very simple. Oh yeah, this gonna be fun. Yeah. Very simple. As we're going through the episode in a linear fashion, Shane and I are going to point out things that we either liked or disliked. If we like something, it gets a upvote. If we dislike something, it gets a downvote. Right? Okay. That's cool. At the end of the episode, we're going to tally those scores, create an average, and that will be the official PopCast score for that particular episode of that particular television show. How do you guys feel about that? Or a movie or whatever we do, Right. Right you guys forward. like that i like it i like it a lot all right we're gonna jump into the review but before we do oh. i got yeah what's yeah, up man. what's up you got go for it go ahead okay Here. i got a sweet sting i'm gonna start the sting off
1: so well before you actually start the review we need to talk about our today's sponsor for our video
0: oh oh okay yeah okay yeah Let's do that.
1: so again yeah, listen guys liquid iv i don't know if you guys have uh, heard of it before liquid iv is uh it's a great new drink it's basically like kind of like a sports drink it's for um it really helps you quench your thirst. So last week, Brian and I did a uh, a five hour show. Yeah. And uh, I, I ran out of water, but luckily I had some liquid IV, which I'm gonna make right now. While I'm doing here. Oh,
0: okay.
1: And uh, I got to tell you something. Look at this is how we we do it. With my finger there. Luckily, it's clean. Um. <laughs> so this stuff really quenched your thirst. I'm telling you. Um. When I was at eight thousand feet elevation, I was I could not keep water in my body. This stuff totally and completely quenched my thirst. Right now, Liquid IV is doing something totally crazy. If you've ever bought it before, um, it's it's. I guess it would be more on the expensive side. I'm sure they won't appreciate me saying that. But by using our coupon code, you get 25% off discount. So now's a wait. good time to go load up on it instead of waiting until you get to Costco, which it is also available at Costco. Go to the link in the description below. Get your Liquid IV. It comes in all kinds of great flavors. Strawberry, lemon lime is my favorite. What did you like was your favorite? Strawberry, Rotomone?
0: lemon lime is... Compared to strawberry, lemon-lime is strawberry. Right, well, you guys star- try your
1: flavor and tell us which one you like.
0: Strawberry is outstanding. This is what I do, by the way. I don't put it in water because that's that's for plebs. Let's be honest, okay?
1: I'm plebbing right now?
0: What I do is I put it, I take some frozen fruit, and I throw it in a blender, and I throw some water in the frozen fruit, and I throw my liquid IV in there, and I blend it up. Makes every. Nice. Every single shake at home makes it taste like Jamba juice. Ooh. I don't know if that's okay. actually like the way it was intended to work,
1: but <laughs> I'm sure <laughs> right now the people at Liquid IV are like, stop what you're don't saying. Do it. That. Put it that's, in water. But that's so, just, so,
0: just put it in water. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Anyways, go guys, give it a try. Use the coupon code the THEPOPCAST for 25% off. Liquid IV. Trust me, you're never gonna try one of the other uh one of those other guys again. So. And
0: the description is in the I'm sorry, the link is in the description below. Okay, now we're gonna start our review. I have a brand new sting for this. We're taking the review thing real seriously. So okay. here we go. Oh. Whoa. Whoa.
1: Whoa. 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 Whoa.
0: Impressive. Yeah. That Wow. Took, that took 12 hours. I'm like, <laughs> Dang, I feel like
1: we're like pro-production company here.
0: Yeah, no, when I say I'm taking the review thing seriously, I'm taking the review thing seriously. Okay, like I mentioned before, an upvote is one, a downvote is negative one. We're going to tally our scores up at the end of the show, and we're going to give you an official Popocat score, and we would like to know what your score was. So as we go, please uh, track your own score, upvotes, downvotes, and see how close you are to our opinion, okay? Yes. All right. Here we go. It's Woo! Strange New Worlds, episode, uh, Season 1, Episode 2, Children of the Comment. And I like to preface this with, boy, and I'm going to give this an, an upvote. Boy, did this remind me of Classic Trek. There was no world-ending Universe-ending problems. I guess one planet was definitely at risk, but the stakes uh, were—they weren't so high that it required the entire Federation to uh, convene and uh, s- uh, start debates on what to do. It we was didn't a, have the
1: entire armada there. Is that what you're saying? Yeah.
0: Right. It was mm-hmm. a. It was a mission. It was a mission for the Enterprise and the crew. And the whole show was based on how they dealt with it, and I really appreciated that. Just like last uh, last week, so far, what we're getting is very classic Trek, and wow, what a strong opening two episodes! So, Shane, what do you think? What do you think your your overall premise of this was before we get into the linear par- part of it? Yeah, once again, it's um, <clears throat> it's kind of a return to the kind of Star Trek that
1: we that we want. It's uh, it's episodic. Um, we come into this episode feeling very much like a traditional, um, you, you know, Star Trek, TOS, TNG, you know, Voyager type episode. Um, I got to tell you, I actually and I'd like to give this a, a thumb, a, a point up. Um, I, the the opening title sequence, I actually watched it a second time. Typically, when these new shows come out, Picard and Discovery, I just skip the music. I skipped the scene I watch it once and I'm like, oh, that's okay. But I didn't love it. Not since Enterprise have I just wanted to watch over and over the opening title sequence song and uh and graphics. So you yeah.
0: know. Yeah, yeah. I even like the new uh the new Star Trek Sting. I don't know if you guys have seen that. You
1: didn't buy it on my joke. So
0: Oh, what was the joke?
1: <clears throat> not since Enterprise have I wanted to watch the opening intro oh, song over so, and over and over. Uh, you, know why, bite you, on that.
0: you know why I didn't bite on that, Shane? Because you, that? I know you actually love the Enterprise theme. I do, I do love it. Right. But
1: actually Star Trek so Voyager is I'm probably one of my favorite. I'm gonna give you a favorites.
0: downvote for that.
1: Okay. You just downvoted Strange New Worlds because of me and I love that. No, seriously, Voyager was my favorite opening. One of yeah. my favorite, yeah, I think I like TNG, but Voyager is very explorative. Yeah. You know, and also, Strange New Worlds the same way as explorative. It's got really beautiful music, so I thought that was really great.
0: Yeah, and I also like the start, the new Star Trek stinger, like the the colors and all that. Yeah, that was
1: cool. Where it like winds around and yeah, it's
0: very cool. Yeah, that was that was neat. Okay, so um, we get into this, and the what's going on here is there is a comet heading to a planet. This is the planet. It looks like a desert planet. It's like um. You know, Tatooine or something. I don't know what. I don't have another another version. My of God, music. it's Star Wars again! Yes. I don't have another example of like a desert planet. So are the
1: Tuscan Raiders going to pop out here
0: any second? Yeah, this is the Tuscan Raider planet, um, and apparently this comet is heading on like a crash course for this planet, and it's just going to wreck the, the planet, right? Right. And you know, we got a little shot of the aliens. The mm. aliens look great, by the way. I, I got to get. I, I, I thought the same thing.
1: We, give, we need to give that one a point up because I I well don't not for me but I'll take okay. your point up okay but I did think the same thing
0: so so often in Star Trek and this is going back all the way to the 50s um I feel like a lot of a lot of the makeup is focused on individual parts of the face and what we're seeing now in strange new worlds is it it's their hands, they you know we in fact to be honest, to give to give Discovery a, a little bit of a point, we saw it with Saru. We saw an alien that looked truly alien. Yes, it was still bipedal and it was still humanoid. But it, it wasn't just a person with, with a couple of prosthetics on its chin, you know what I mean? Right. And we're seeing that um that continuum with Strange New Worlds. Their eyes look different. Yeah, of course they have prosthetics on their face and they have similar noses, but their hands are scaled and it just looks good. They look like an alien species. Um, we've never seen this alien species, but it makes sense because they're pre-warped. So, can I also mention? I, I want to mention. I was, I was a little concerned about
1: what was going to happen with the log entries at the beginning of each episode, and we knew that going into Strange New Worlds, they were going to kind of get away from the captain's log, and it would be a different log entry from different people. So, the first episode we had Pike, and this episode we had Uhura. I'm gonna wait. I'm gonna say it right. Uhura. It's very hard for me to do.
0: Uhura,
1: people, people are like, Why don't you say it right? I'm like, Well, that's how I say it. Uhura, uh, and I thought it was actually a nice setup. It didn't feel awkward not being the captain, and I was kind of curious about how I would feel it not being a captain's log and being somebody else. And it felt pretty natural, actually.
0: Yeah, I like that. The planet gave uh, question of Trek said the planet gave me Stargate vibes. Yeah, yeah, I could see that. Probably because I mean, I love Stargate, you know that, but. Every planet they there there was only three types of planets that they went to. It was (laughs) either a. There's only so many
1: atmospheres on Earth to shoot on. Yeah. Right.
0: It was either a desert planet, which they shot in the Mojave Desert, or it was uh, like a a a forest planet, which they shot somewhere in Canada. Right.
1: Oh sure. Yeah. Or or Yeah.
0: Or yeah. All right. Or very rarely we got like an ice planet. You know, very rarely. Mm. 99% 99% of the time it was either forest or desert. There was it was a couple times we saw something like a very unique atmosphere but most of the time yeah. it was one of those planets. Sure. And that's fine. I get it. You know, there's only so many places you can shoot. Um, um but that, that I remember watching StarGate thing like did we already go to this planet or <laughs> cuz it looks exactly right. the same. All right, so this comment though it's flying through and you know, uh, I like the way to actually open with Ahura too. Um, I like this Ahura. I do too. Like I like her a lot. Um, I think she's <clears throat> believable. She's you know, yeah. I don't want to say cute, but she has like that quality where it's like, I'm smart. I'm I'm young. I'm green, but I'm but I'm um, I'm you know, eager to learn. She has all the qualities that are, like the original Uhura had as someone playing a young version of that character and it works. Right. I also love these uniforms. The the dress uniforms are sick. Like I Yeah, really they look
1: sick. really good. In fact, I want to give a thumbs up here, a thumbs up. I want to give a upvote here uh for Ortega's actually hazing Uhura. Okay. Uh, I love that. It's nice to see you can still mess with people in the future, and everybody's not all butthurt about it. Uh, I I do not believe Discovery would have probably allowed some sort of hazing incident to occur where we're making somebody feel out of place or bad. No. And I would like that they actually went with that here, and they use the uh, you know what what we're going to eventually find out to be the LGBTQ character uh, to do it.
0: So. Yeah, it would have been very
1: problematic. It would have been not nice, and we would have had some sort of mental distress yeah. over it. Yeah, the, the
0: ship, the ship probably would have overheard them, and the ship would have gotten upset and stressed out, right, and tried right. to explode itself, and you know, in an act of self-deletion. And um, then, you know, you know, of course, the ship's doctor's is gonna have to talk the ship down. No, don't, don't do it. You no, know, you people love you.
1: <laughs> well, and I love that Uhura just went with it. You know, she could have like went back inside and changed, but no, you know, Ortega's didn't give her that option. And, and so they went forward with it, which I thought was cool.
0: Yeah. You can't be late to the captain's dinner, which I love. Um, speaking of the captain's dinner. Mm-hmm. I love the fact that the captain is uh cooking dinner. That's awesome.
1: He's a grill master, dude. You got no other option, but to like it,
0: <laughs> dude, <laughs> I am. I am straight simping for uh captain Pike. Uh, I I love everything about this dude. I love his hair. I love his whole attitude. I love his whole air, his command, his presence. Yes.
1: And now, and can, now yeah. he's
0: a grill master. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> no wonder why my, my wife loves this show. By the oh, way, yeah. the very first Star Trek <clears throat> in 20 years of marriage that I've shown my wife that she actually liked. She watched the first episode and she was like, oh, okay. Oh, I like that. What's uh, Put the next episode on. I'm like, there is no next episode. It's, it's next week, All right? This was like He's a few days ago. by streaming, and she's like, "What do you mean?" I'm like, "This is a brand new show." He goes, "Oh, we have to wait now?" I'm like, "Yeah." She goes, "Oh, finally, there's a Star Trek I like, and I have to wait every week to watch it." I was like, "Yeah, but that's how it works." It's yeah, that's how television used to be. She's not that old, come on, or she's not that young, come on. <clears throat> yeah, so she, uh, no wonder why she likes the show because Anson Mount is a straight stud. It it, it didn't it didn't hurt too that like uh, in the very. First half of last week's episode, you know, swole Spock is walking around with his shirt off. Oh
1: yeah, there you go, sexy yeah. Spock.
0: Yeah, talk about a great scene for literally everyone in the room. Okay, between <laughs> between uh, Dupring and Spock, all the boxes were checked.
1: Yeah, time to shut the door. <laughs> all
0: right. Um. Oh, we get a we we finally get interaction with Hemner. How do you
1: feel about we, this? We meet Hemmer. It's it was interesting that we meet Hemmer. Um, in this kind of scenario where he's cutting something and they have this weird thing where Uhura is blind or you know, he's blind, Uhura recognizes it and he kind of makes an issue about it. So my notes here were kind of like, okay, so he's a little cranky, a little a little, a little cocky actually, uh, which I thought was interesting. Um, he will eventually get my upvote in a couple more scenes forward. Uh, and I'll, I'll tell you about that in a second.
0: So I, I actually like this because And I'm going to give it an upvote because this um, scene, it showed her like, Oh, well let me help uh, someone who's clearly disabled. And he's like, Hey, back off, dude. I'm not disabled.
1: Right. Yeah. It was a good introduction to the character and his core. It was a great way to just like, give you who the character is in 30 seconds.
0: Yeah. And the great thing about this is this is not like, Oh, there's a, there's a disabled person that works on Starfleet and, we're doing this to be inclusive. No, no, he, he, he doesn't have sight, so he's playing a disabled person. But that is a superpower. It's not a weakness. It's not for the sake of being inclusive. It's to show how unique people can be and aliens can be. That's very cool.
1: This is not an inclusive. Yeah, anybody who's 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 cranking up the inclusive meter because we got a blind person or a blind character. That's not what this is. That was an opportunity to. You know, even further further alienate this character, and as you can tell, he does not feel at all. In fact, he said something to the effect of, "Oh yeah, my other my other senses are far superior," right? Meaning they're far superior to you humans. <laughs> so, which I thought was quite interesting. <laughs> to you pesky humans, right? I, Spock <clears throat> and him do a good job tag teaming his his introduction here.
0: Yeah, I I love uh, that they. That they that they brought a character from that we were introduced to in Enterprise to the show.
1: Yeah. Well. You mean oh, you mean the uh, the albino and yeah uh, Andorian, well, Yeah.
0: Yeah. He, he has a there's actually a name for his race. They're I the, know. I, I didn't. write I it forgot down. what it was called. But yeah, basically the albino on I'm blind on Andorians. <laughs> yeah. That was in that that concept was introduced in Enterprise.
1: They're they're the Anars. Anars. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And uh, we're actually seeing a lot of some interesting stuff in Enterprise. We actually saw the NX01 uh, model mm-hmm. last last week in his ship, the exact same Archer. And of course, the name of the ship was called Archer. So, a lot of Enterprise vibes here, which is awesome. Okay. Yeah. We got the tag team thing, blah, blah, blah. I like that Uhura kind of
1: bounced back at him, too. She didn't just take it. You know, she gave right. a little bit of attitude back. And of course, he, he liked her as a result. So,
0: yeah, equal footing. <clears throat> All right, the captain's uh, sharing a, uh, a story about something that went poorly and it's supposed to be, um, you know, someone got hurt and everyone's laughing and Spock is confused as to why it's funny when someone got hurt. I thought,
1: And I think that's definitely a, a vote up for me. Um, so you can tick that one up for me. He, this was very traditional, very, very traditional TOS Spock. Joke's going around and he just doesn't get it. You know, and I thought Ethan Peck played that off really well. um, And it felt very genuine to me.
0: Yeah. And he pays it off later in the episode, which is great. Yes. Which we'll get to. Um, I mean, that's when he explains, you know, um, sometimes things are going so badly, you just have to laugh, which, you know, it's a very human thing to do. Which was pretty much you earlier this week. (laughs) Right. All right. um, Let's get past this dinner scene unless you want well just real quick
1: one more thing in here um they do a good job with uhura's backstory and so i want to yes, give them another I vote up okay. i'd like to give another vote up uh because you know the fact that we find out that she knows 36 different languages and everybody just kind of reacts to that around the room and it's like oh holy cow you know the, he throws out a first number which is like 12 languages. i can't remember what he said 12 24 he's like well oh, it's actually 36 and everybody's kind of like what because you know it just kind of shows that she's just not there on the bridge she's you know she's she should be here she's smart she's intelligent and and it really fleshes out that backstory which we we really never knew
0: yeah i agree i mean i always assumed that her oh the original her must have known a lot of languages considering her job but
1: well we can assume all we want but it's it's assumption and so once they actually give us the story then it, it's it's just better
0: that's true okay so um Yeah, so this whole dinner scene was was very good. Very Trek. Enjoyed it very much.
1: And we should just mention that the reason why, because there are some people who don't actually, who can't see the show because it's not airing overseas. So let's just go ahead and say that Uhura's backstory is that her parents were killed, also as well as her older brother. And she ended up living with her grandma who was in Starfleet previously. And since Uhura didn't know what else to do, she ended up just joining Starfleet because that's what her grandma did.
0: Right and she she did mention too that she is not really like raw raw starfleet. You know. She didn't
1: say that though. And I got I got actually we're going I got a bone to
0: pick about that. Interesting. She didn't say that.
1: She did not. She, all she said was she didn't really know what else to do so she joined Starfleet.
0: Well, okay. So on the on the planet surface or the comet surface she does say like she wasn't very interested in Starfleet at one point. Uh no, no. Uh, All right. watch we'll
1: okay. see you keep going here spock
0: uh okay. spock tells her
1: something that I, I don't i don't agree with
0: okay um and we get this scene where pike is talking to number one and you know they're addressing the fact that he knows he's going to die but you know it's worth it mm-hmm. for him because he knows the people he's going to save in the process which is a very you know valiant thing to do um what do you think about this whole scene
1: I mean, we we addressed this in the first episode, so I do feel like it was a little bit more kind of a retread um, of the same thing. I didn't quite want to give it a downvote because I do want to learn more about it. We do find out that apparently, you know, he saved these four kids. Right. And uh, he knows their names, so he knows it's real. I mean, the one thing that we should talk about, I did put it in here to speak about it, is something that they they don't talk about in the first episode is that um, Pike keeps talking about how he experienced his own death. Okay. Okay. The reality is, though, he did not die. If you go back to TOS, we know he's in further episodes when Kirk Spock ends up trying to take him back to Talos um, so that he ends up spending spending the rest of his life uh, in an illusion of an an actual life with the woman he fell in love with on that planet. So we know that his ending is not necessarily is he doesn't die, per se. He doesn't know his death. And so there's something that. Either the writers have made a mistake here, which I just don't believe that's the case, or they're intentionally keeping the fact that he didn't see everything. He only saw up to a certain point, which was his injury itself, and he's associating with himself dying. So uh, he has a mis- he has misinformation on what's about to happen to him, you know, even though he experienced it.
0: Yeah, maybe, maybe he doesn't know the – I guess like, maybe he thinks that he <clears> – <throat> no, you're right. So he didn't die.
1: He didn't die. He actually goes on to have a somewhat of a happy ever a happily ever after. And he knows he didn't
0: die, so. Hmm.
1: But see, he, but he doesn't know that. That's what I'm saying. He believes. I believe this version of Pike, up till now, whatever the vision that he saw, he's. I think he's assuming that he dies. Interesting. So, and that's what this character knows. The audience actually has more information on on what's going to happen to him than he really does. Interesting. And so they keep having this entire process of, you know. Uh, she keeps saying, and I think that was the whole point of this episode: was you can change your fate. You know, you can, st- you know, maybe you can make decisions that to change what happens. And he just doesn't believe it yet. So I think that's the process we're
0: right. we're heading to. Very cool. Very cool. Okay. Um, all right. So this is when they, you know, they call him to the bridge and they explain the the deal with the with the comet. Now it's going to hit the sentient people, and you know they can't move the comet. Blah blah um so this is where it gets interesting they try to blow the comet out of the water per se okay and,
1: and no they're not trying to blow it out of the wall no they're trying to move it
0: well they're, i'm trying i'm trying, they're trying to shoot it
1: well they're shooting it but they're gonna they're going to they're trying to redirect it okay they explained, they actually science it up and ex, which i thought was really great they actually explained how they were going to do it um And they were going to use four, you know, so each one of the crew members, and I love this, they went around the bridge and everybody got a little bit of input. And it was Laon who said to use the, uh, uh, to use the torpedoes. It was, and everybody had like a different idea. Spock said we can use this to push it. So I I don't, they weren't going to blow it up. They were just going to move it.
0: Oh, okay. Um, Yeah. But when they tried to shoot Mm. it, to move it, it threw up shields.
1: Yes. Which was cool. Because now I'm like, well, okay, so let's give me. Can I have a, a? Oh, you know what? We got. We missed my thing. I'm sorry. So the Spock thing, we kind of went over. We we passed okay. it. All right. So Spock tells Uhura uh, as he's walking out of the 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 captain's dinner,
0: mm-hmm. he
1: basically chastises her, and he tells her, you know, I wanted to join Starfleet my whole life. Uh, I dreamed about joining Starfleet. If you're not 100% on board for Starfleet, then maybe you shouldn't be in it and give somebody else room, give somebody else an opportunity, which to, which I was not. And I, I would give a downvote at this point.
0: OK, downvote away, because
1: I don't believe that she that was the, that was not the impression that they gave us, that she didn't want to be in Starfleet or she wasn't sure she wanted to be in Starfleet. Everything we've seen up to this point was she seems to be having a good time and everything seems to do, seems to be going well. Right. And that was a really wild assumption for Spock to make based on the fact that she didn't, her story didn't include, well, I, I wanted my whole life to be in Starfleet and I just couldn't wait. And and the moment I got there, you know, we got to remember Spock's backstory is not he didn't want to be in Starfleet his whole life. That I recall it was, you know, he made a choice about, you know, and there's different versions of it, but he made a choice to to not become, you know, part of the, the Vulcan Science Academy and, and to join Starfleet instead. Right. So there he had some ambiguity there as well so i just didn't feel like that was exactly a good thing
0: i'm not giving a downvote because i actually think i like the uh this annoyed version of spock where he seems to be annoyed with everyone around him Uh, yeah i I mean i'm okay with that a little bit but i just didn't like the
1: fact that that we as the viewers were not given the impression that uhura is somehow ambivalent about being in starfleet and yet he's acting like she is.
0: Maybe it was that scene that when he said that is where I I thought that. Maybe there was no actual. Yes, they
1: planted time. it into you. Yes, ah. 100%. It was not given. And that's kind of a little bit, you know, the original reviews when, when we talked about episodes one through five. There are elements where there, there is still some element of tell instead of show happening in this series. And we're going to see a few of that in this episode.
0: Okay. Um, interesting. So on that note, they yeah, they shoot the yeah. the comet, it um it throws shields up. So that was interesting. Also, yeah. the shields have the same triangular look uh, as the as the soon shields, by the way. Ah,
1: uh, don't go there. <laughs>
0: I'm not gonna that's go just, there.
1: That's that's coincidental. Yeah, I'd like to give this a vote up because I thought immediately they introduced some element of um of intrigue and mystery. Like, hey, comets aren't supposed to have shields, man. And uh so immediately I'm in, I'm like zoned in and I'm totally completely focused on what's about to happen.
0: I really wanted so- to give it a uh an up vote, but then I saw the soon shields and I, I couldn't. So. <laughs> <laughs> They're not soon shields. Whatever. It looks a lot like soon shields to me. Yeah, and like right. I said it puts up a force field. I don't know. Why do you say force field? What what else is it? A shield. Shields a force up shield force field is a shield i know but i don't know it's
1: not it's not a starfleet shield
0: okay that's fair yeah i don't think we've ever heard i don't think we've ever heard the whole like shields versus force field thing they've always said shields but they funny. they have yeah all right so i mean so technically that was weird a little bit right i mean it, i mean it wasn't weird i mean I mean,
1: have they ever talked about a force field with something alien? Maybe I can't go back and know for sure. But when they talk about their own thing, they say shields up or sh- yeah, you know, or deflectors up, yeah, deflectors, yeah. So I mean, I- I'm not going to be that nitpicky.
0: Okay, All right. I-, I just got like Star Wars vibes when he said that. <laughs> well, okay, because they-,
1: they always say force fields, in- in that's the- that's true. I guess I've never really cared that much or okay. thought about it specifically
0: so uh they're trying to communicate with the comment it's not happening they've tried every single hail every scan they could think of and they got they got nothing bumpkus
1: i I do like the fact that this was 10 minutes in so for the first 10 minutes we got like character back drama character introduction character depth all this development and then like right at the 10 minute mark is when they go in so it's like You know, you're spending a very small portion of the of the show actually dealing with this sort of crew thing. And it's very reminiscent to me, to TNG and kind of the way they used to do their episodes.
0: All right. So is that an upvote? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's an upvote. Yes. uh, See, I'm not going to give it an upvote because that's the way it should be. But I'm giving them
1: an upvote because they didn't have to do that. So. For me. Okay. that's fair. The other shows didn't do that. That's yeah. And they all got downvotes. (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> um, are we at okay. hammer
1: in the bridge what's that are we at hammer in the bridge yet uh, they're the talking bridge?
0: about the surface of the comet or oh, it's like a planet or whatever and they got this like... was
1: cool i yeah, like because... this that yeah
0: yeah they got a to beam to the surface and uh they're gonna take the new cadet because she's the only one there with the skills
1: i like that they had a, they did the ready room they had a round table type of discussion uh, pike wanted everybody's feedback um very good leadership
0: yeah, I I love that. Mm-hmm. I love that we're back to that. Um, I gotta be honest though, I don't know is is Uhura the only person on the ship that's that is capable of of you know linguistic uh, whatever? Uh, well, I believe
1: Lieutenant Kirk was also brought to do xenophobic um, something to do with studying the, yeah. you know foreign alien. Um, you know right planets right. or whatever yeah, so yeah. i think it was a combination of you know she is the communications officer so made sense mm. Mm. i mean who yeah. else are you going to send
0: yeah i feel like you don't like- have
1: like a bunch of lingu- linguistic people on board
0: i feel like the showrunners really wanted to include ahura in the show but they knew they couldn't make her like an officer right away because it wouldn't fit the it wouldn't fit the canon um but it does feel weird that there's a cadet as a bridge officer and her, and she's like seemingly the only person on the ship with these capabilities. That seemed a little odd to me. Well,
1: she is. um, Yeah, maybe. I mean, I'm not even sure if it really affects Canon that much. And what do we know as a cadet? Is she in her last year at the Academy? Uh, You know, what version, and that's something that we don't really fully understand. What version is she like Wesley Crusher coming back, you know, to hang out on the enterprise and work for, a summer you know we don't really know what's going on she was stationed here on the enterprise as a cadet which does seem interesting i think it probably would have been better for her to be an ensign
0: right it would have been easy you know? it would have been way better if she was ensign they should have just said right. ensign because cadet yeah. is lower than ensign i i agree with that um yeah yeah and as far as Wes, wesley is, con, is concerned i'm not gonna i'm not gonna use him um but as far as wesley is concerned uh i always felt like that was a little bit of um like, you know, who you know kind of situation. He he's not gonna be dropping on the bridge if he's not Crusher's kid, you know? Right. But after he
1: went to the academy and he would come back to the Enterprise. She was actually posted here as a cadet. So I, I'm not exactly sure what that Starfleet protocol is, um, for cadets being stationed on on vessels. I know we saw a little bit of it in, in Picard.
0: Yeah, Elrond, um, like jumped right. <laughs> Yeah he, was able, he was answering, Elinor, yeah, he was answering the phone call on El- Eleanor. El- yeah. Eleanor so- was literally answering the call as the captain of the ship.
1: <laughs> yeah, so I don't think it's necessarily standard procedure, and maybe that is something that we don't quite understand. So it a little bit out of the element. But they are trying to get her backstory. So the reason she's on this mission is basically to develop her character. This is the episode that develops Uhura's character, um, so that we kind of get a, an appreciation and I'm assuming we'll have, um, obviously eventually she'll fully embrace wanting to be part of Starfleet. So
0: that's fair. All yeah. right. So her first some way mission, right? She's going down there. Uh, this smoke show. Uh, Chad Ch- chapel. What did you call her? Smoke show. She's smoke absolutely show. stunning. Uh, uh, <laughs> Nurse chapel. I'm, I'm, I don't know what to tell you. Like, that was wow.
1: so, it was, I was just unexpected. Yeah.
0: Absolute smoke show.
1: All right. All right. Um,
0: she inoculates everyone. I love this, by the way, yeah. that Kirk joins them. And yeah. Unless you have something to say, I'm going to skip to the comments I did.
1: Yeah, I did. So go ahead. Go ahead. I, I had a down vote. I'm sorry, an up vote okay. uh, for Hammer on the Bridge. And this was my er- earlier. I said, basically, Laon's talking about what they need to do, mm-hmm. uh, you know, to retrofit the, the, uh, the weapon so that they can move the asteroid. Okay. And he says... Yeah, you you're not the one that has to do it, uh-huh. right? And it gave me like a Scotty vibe, right? Like you know, Scotty was always like being asked to do things that nobody else could do, and right. like being under pressure to do it. So I, and he is the engineer, so it gave me a very Scotty vibe, and that was definitely a thumbs up for me.
0: Yeah, Scotty is someone I grew up with. Uh, uh, he was like a mentor as a, as a tech tech person. He always had that 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 old saying you used to tell you told Jordy. He's like, always tell him it's gonna take longer. Than it's actually going to take. So that when you get it done sooner, you look like the hero.
1: That's right. That's great. I love uh, what Norman Buckwald said here that he called uh, her retcon chapel. I like that.
0: Uh So you call
1: her smoke show retcon chapel because she's definitely getting more uh, visibility than she ever did on TOS.
0: Yeah. And uh, considering I'm 100% okay with that. (laughs) And we get a little flirtation here with Spock, Uh, right? A little flirtation, yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah, Spock is not. She's flirting with Spock. Spock is not reciprocating.
1: No, he's 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 oblivious.
0: Yeah, he's oblivious. All right. So on the um, surface, uh, by the way, I'm going to give this an up vote because this is a really cool scene. Um, first off, the graphics are top notch. The comet, the whole comet uh, scene, or whatever you want to call it, is really cool. Yeah. Um, the structure on the comet, where it's it's sort of built into the comet, really cool. Um, this whole egg thing was really awesome. Um, I almost wanted to give a down vote because I thought they were going to kill Sam Kirk right here. <laughs> well, yeah, so that's funny. I was about
1: to, like, say, wow, they're really going to go into this character. And then they almost redshirted him. Yeah. Like, he had that moment. He was being a total redshirt. He, like, stepped up to the thing, right? And, uh, and then he gets zapped, even though Spock's telling him, I sense danger, get down, <laughs> right. right, or whatever. And was, like, he's like, immediate.
0: what? <laughs> and he gets like-
1: zapped like a redshirt. No, it's fine. It's cool, man. Look, it's cool. You know, I just, so that was kind of funny. And it was, I was kind of about to be like, I was about to actually say, wow, they've got like, like Star Trek really is changing things. They've got like a non lead uh, white male character. That's like, uh, that's actually going to be part of the cast. And like, he's going to be a part of things. Right. And then they, then they kill him, (laughs) but he's not dead. He's just down and out for the count. We're going to see him again. He's got a whole relationship coming with, with our uh, future Captain Kirk.
0: Sorry, this in. is too perfect uh, because you said and a an, an, uh, white character. As white dudes, if you have a problem with that, you know where you can go. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's just been kind of obvious and funny at the same time. So it was kind yeah. of, I'm like, hey, they're really gonna roll with this uh, Lieutenant Kirk thing.
0: Yeah, Discovery keeps like a, 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 the new red shirt in Discovery is any uh, uh, straight white male. <laughs> That was the joke,
1: right? a yeah. straight white male was like the new red shirt, and I remember they would just watching, kill him, like, or he was a total, you know, douche or whatever. I
0: remember at the, at the beginning of season three, um, they introduced a the character and it was like this white guy. I'm like, oh, he's dead. He's and dead. within the first five <laughs> minutes. He died, right? Like it was instantaneous. Like, yeah, it's hilarious. Um, I'm glad they didn't kill him though, because that would that would have that would have been a big downvote for me. Not because I'm interested in the character or whatever yet, but because he's not supposed to die yet period the well episode. let me let
1: me get an upvote just for the uh the fact that they use the red shirt ideology to some degree right which is a nice callback
0: yeah um so i'm glad they didn't, i'm glad they didn't kill him but for a second there i thought they just straight up killed <laughs> killed kirk right away i'm like oh my god they already killed him it's not it's not time yet that would have been so, that would have been both bold and bad at the same time i'm like wow right. strong choice <laughs> <laughs> Right. um i love their the the tricorders really cool the tech is such a great upgrade. Like it, it looks like the old tech, but it's upgraded. And it's very hard to explain. Someone took the concept of the older um, devices they used in the TOS, and they just made better versions of those devices. And I like what you said in the video last week. They didn't make their version of the tricorder, their version of the ship, their version of the engine room. They made a better version of what we already know. They upgraded and made a version of, uh, you know, an upgraded better version of the TOS tricorders engine room ship and not their version. This is not their version of the communicator or whatever. It's just an updated 2022 version. And I love that so much because I do too. And it makes me want to buy it.
1: (laughs) Yeah. And if you can get, give me an upvote here because I spent some time, I actually went back and forth with the, with the, um, the transporter room, and the corridors, and I took a really good look at the wall panels, and I'm like, it's such a like TOS but upgraded thing, and I really appreciate that they
0: did that for us. I'm gonna give that out, too, because it's just too good. Um, all right, so this is this this gets interesting. I'm gonna skip over to the shepherds now, if that's cool with you. Oh, wait, you, want, yeah. you want you want you want to talk about what's going on with he, her and? Spine. Well,
1: I, I did I did want to say one more thing. I did feel, and that's, I don't think it's quite enough for a downvote, but I did feel like the surface of a comet should be more chaotic when they landed on it.
0: So um, yeah, it was
1: fair. very like almost landing on a planet.
0: That's fair. I mean, but it is, not but it say.
1: is artificial, right? Um, no, it's a comet. It just has some sort of AI attached to it, but it's it's an actual comet.
0: Someone built something into the comet, though.
1: Well, they, they built some sort of brain, I guess, for it. But we don't really know. But it definitely is a comet. I mean, like when they scan it, when they look at it, it's a, it's it's rock, right. you know, and ice floating through space. So
0: super cool concept, by the way.
1: Yeah, and of course it's reminiscent to the TOS episode where there was a comet full of people, you know, and uh, and they were actually racing to their death, and Kirk and Spock came down there to try to help them. They were in the center of this of this comment now this one didn't have any people on it but it did have intelligence which that comment did as well so yeah. it was it was nice little homage to tos
0: that's fair okay um and we see more of these people i love them i love good them. good good art yeah Yeah. great great aliens um so they got a planet for a full of people um they can't uh they can't stop the ship so they're, they're trying to decode it and they can't get close to it and this is when they have that conversation between spock and um And Ahura. Now Ahura does give her a uh, give him a little jab where she talks about Chapel being his girlfriend. He's like, "Excuse me."
1: (laughs) Yeah, so she does. Yeah, she uh, just more. I mean, more good Spock. He doesn't realize that he's being flirted with. And the same thing would have happened with our, you know, with Leonard Nimoy Spock.
0: Yeah, another callback to sometimes things go so badly, you have to laugh. That was good. Um, That seems to be the theme of the episode, which is fantastic.
1: So he learned something from it. Yeah, that was interesting towards the end when he actually and then there was a little bit. I was like, ah, and there's canon for him being, you know, laughing or being emotional at this point. But later on, that'll need to change.
0: Yeah, I, I don't know if he was laughing like because he actually felt humor. I think he was doing it over comms to agree with their point. Pretty genuine laugh, but yeah. Nah, I I think that was meant for them, not for him. Okay. Because I thought the same it. thing. For me, they're like, "Why is he laughing?" And then he's like, "Sometimes <laughs> you have to laugh when things go really badly." I'm like, "Oh, okay." So that's like him understanding the human yeah. colloquialism, right? He got it finally. Yeah. Yeah. Now the shepherds. Interesting. I really wanted to give him an upvote, but I think I'm gonna give him a downvote. <laughs> I really wanted to give him an upvote, but I'm going to give him down. To I it. really so, wanted fine. to. But we <clears throat> I don't like it when the prequels introduce a bunch of like really powerful characters that we do not and we know nothing about. And these are clearly on the same uh footing as as Starfleet here. I mean, they're in the same they can take out the Enterprise, right? They can physically harm them and they're close and they're in the alpha quadrant. Why have we never seen these people before? Oh, I mean, I think I can help answer that. And and uh you
1: know, you got to remember that you're going to we ran into things in TOS that we never saw again. Powerful, very powerful things. That's fair. So it is possible to run into something that you'd never see again. But for these guys it's a little better because they called them, you know, comet monks mm-hmm. or something to that degree. So it's possible that they really just spend their entire time following this comet or these comets. That go around and do that. And that's why we probably would
0: never run into them. Shepherds. Okay. And you know what? I will reverse it up vote. Because I can I can buy that. Okay. I can buy that. You're welcome,
1: Strange New Worlds. I just saved you from yeah. a podcast
0: downvote. Yeah. Good, good job. I mean, I did like the characters, but I was like the whole time I was thinking, ah, we've never seen them before. But maybe they maybe they're from really far away and this one ship is following this comment.
1: I thought it was a nice joke that they included like uh, Spock Discovery season two beard on this character
0: oh he did have a beard it looks like it
1: huh it looks like spock from season two of Discovery. i
0: thought it was like a helmet or something (laughs) oh yeah it's a beard i don't like that he should never i'm gonna go (laughs) back back. to the downvote i'm dropping the downvote again that's not (laughs) the beard's beard's no good good. i know they're shepherds guys but not not all shepherds have to have beards that's all i'm saying do monks
1: have beards yeah
0: damn it monks do have beards i'm gonna give it back I saved you again, Strange New World. Yeah, yeah. I don't like the way it looks, but I guess it fits the character, I guess. All right. All right. So this is very interesting. So I also like the fact that there's a sentient advanced species that they start with a warning shot, and they have a conversation, and they're trying to settle this without fighting. Initially, yeah. Initially. Like, they're trying to be reasonable, and they're mm-hmm. trying to explain each other, like, "Look, this is our holy thing. Like, don't touch right. it. Back yeah. off." And that I understand mm-hmm. their reasoning. Like, their reasoning is like, so they're zealots or whatever. But their reasoning is like, we don't want to fight with you, but we don't, we don't want, also don't want you touching our, our, our stuff. Yeah. And um, and the captain's trying to explain his position, and he and the shepherd is saying, "Look, not look, the comet." Has never seen us wrong. It's gonna do the right thing no matter what. And of course, sir, you know Pike can't believe that it's a comet, right? Right, right, right. Um, now I love how when they by the thing that by the time this ends actually it comes full circle and it, they were sort of right the whole time. Um, there was a plan sort of. apparently. Yeah, some kind of plan. I'm not sure what it was, but that's a whole yeah. other thing we gotta get into.
1: Oh, that'll be interesting to talk about in a minute.
0: Yeah. <clears throat> All right. All right, so you know he's trying to explain to them, "Hey, we gotta protect the comet, blah blah blah," and they're like, no, get off, get the you know the plant, the comet's gonna be their tomb because they can't get because the shields are up and they can't get off off the comet." Okay, now this is interesting. Her, uh, to the figures... music? What's that?
1: Are we to the music?
0: Yes. How do you feel about the music thing?
1: Okay, so I thought there was something good here that's an <clears throat> that's an upvote. Uh, they work around a potential plot hole when Laon asks uh, why they would make music. So she explains that it, it responds to her humming. Spock recognizes it responds to her humming. And so then she's like, oh, it's music. And then they start to like talk about the music, right? And Laon asks, because she's kind of in the situation where she doesn't really understand what's going on. She asks, why would they make music like we do? Because, you know, this is the understanding that that we understand music, octaves, you know, levels, Right. And right. then Spock did a good job by explaining that music is math. Math is universal. And I thought that was great because in previous shows, they might've left off this exposition and leaving us wondering the same question, you know, like how come it's, you know, different, but they actually take the time to science through it, which is something that we love about Star Trek. And so that, and out, that
0: is science. Out That's you want to upvote there? Yeah. yeah I'm, I'm going to give it an upvote too, because that is actual science. When we send yes. out our, um, right now, in, in our present time, when SETI is sending out in, uh, uh, messages to deep space. Now, you know, there's an argument that should say maybe they shouldn't be sending messages to deep space. Maybe they shouldn't be
1: letting people know we're here.
0: Yeah, maybe they shouldn't be <clears throat> uh, letting everyone know where we're at. But either way, they're doing it, and the message they're sending out is mathematics and music for mm-hmm. that same purpose. Music is mathematics. Tones you know, octaves like these are our words for it, but it does follow a mathematical principle, which is a universal mathematics is a universal language. Fair so enough. I did, I did like that very much. And they started, so they started communicating. So what do you think about Spock's uh, little uh, pep talk? Um,
1: I don't know. I, um, I'm just not sure it's necessary. I'm just the whole thing where I, they did not do a good job of making Uhura, and I, it already got my downvote earlier. They did not ju- do a good job of making it seem like Uhura is on, Uhura is on the fence uh, with Starfleet. I just don't get that vibe from everything that's happening, and they are kind of forcing this into the storyline. And I'll be honest with you, they kind of failed at the. They should have made her more like uncertain about being there, and they did nothing but really make the character pretty wonderful. And uh, yeah. and I just haven't gotten that vibe.
0: Yeah, maybe this should have been a little more clear that like, you know, she she likes it here, but you know, this is this this might this is probably a stepping stone for her onto something
1: Yeah, it would have been good to have a comment where, you know, I'm not sure if I'm gonna see it through, you know, I am not sure what I'm gonna do from here. Um and maybe something happened in episode one that I'm forgetting, but as far as this episode goes, I did not get that feel.
0: Yeah. Okay. Man, she is so pretty though. Okay. Um all right, so oh, that's yeah. What- yeah, the
1: music itself. Can yeah. we we do that one? Yeah. So, I thought, um, I thought there was something that was really good here is that Uhura has a really nice melodic voice. Mm-hmm. Like this character, this actor obviously can sing, um, and which was a good throwback because um, Nichelle Nichols had an episode of TOS where she had to actually sing. They were being forced, and so she had to. And she had a beautiful voice.
0: And so movies. I thought that was a nice
1: tie-in. And the movies, yep. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was a really nice tie-in that, you know, she her character does have that. And, uh, and I started to get a little nervous because I actually had to go back and watch it a second time because I did not like Spock, like, m- harmonizing with her mm. at first. But when you go back and watch it a second time, and so it was going to get a downvote from me, but it's not now because when you go back, you can tell he's uncomfortable and doesn't really want to do it. But Laon put him in a position where basically he has to. Right. And I feel like he would do it if it meant them, you know, somehow getting out.
0: Right, right. right. This this, this is a scientific exercise. This is not. Right.
1: But it was all a little, little, you know, I don't know. Yeah. It's personally not for me great, but it was it was okay.
0: I mean, I I like that. That's how they chose to communicate with it, because normally if you're going to communicate with a dead species or an AI from a completely different galaxy, it's going to take you years to understand it. Right. The fact that they figured out music and that's a that's a fast track to being able to understand this thing is OK. That's the see, that's like the key. That's like the language key. Oh, it's music based. OK, now let's figure out what tones are. The, the fast way to make this happen was for it to be music based or math based, which is essentially is math based. Yes, I did have a
1: downvote. Is it opened up yet? No, not did the, yet. Did it flower? Oh, up? Yeah, it was,
0: you know, no, it's opening up. Yeah. You said, what do you want to talk about the opening up thing?
1: Well, I just, I did have a downvote and it was uh, that, you know, basically Lieutenant Kirk's, you know, he's going to die if they don't get him back to the ship. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so they can't figure out what to do. They're doing these m- melodic things. And uh, it's apparent that she thinks that, you know, they think that it's trying to communicate with them. And so then Uhura, Uhura says, uh, let me try something. Uh, and then she does this humming and then the force field's down. And this bothered me. This is actually a downvote for me. Okay. Because, uh, she, there's no explanation of what she was thinking or what she did or how she knew to lower the force field by using that humming. And they kind of leave that off. I feel like I really needed to know what, w- what she tried and why she was thinking it. Right. Other than just, she just gets to do that. You know what I mean? And that was yeah. a little bit of,
0: uh, I didn't, I didn't really like that. Yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to drop a downvote there too. Cause they, you're right. Um, actually i'm gonna let I'm gonna let that clear out because I didn't give it enough vote for the music itself because I like the fact they use music but I, did, I I think you're right the fact how did she know right away what that music meant
1: um, right it seemed to have come to her but you know we didn't really get to see inside of that which
0: a little cheating to me interesting thing would be like is it just like oh it means off and oh it means on I don't know you know oh, yeah, or she could
1: have said something like you know, yeah, she could have said, that means off or something. So she could have said something quickly mm-hmm. that like indicated that she had solved the problem and then tried something and it worked. Right.
0: You know. Fair. Okay. So they get the shields down. Now this, the, what about this gamble with the shepherds? How'd you-,
1: you know, I, I do, I have another downvote. Um, although I'm not sure it's really a downvote. No, go ahead and leave it up. Um, I just thought it was kind of, Uncharacteristic, you know, the enterprise is getting jacked here pretty hard right. by this by this uh this other ship, and they're in danger. And Pike was joking while under fire, and I just thought that was a little bit not the right tone, you know. And I get that he's he, they make jokes and kind of the whole thing, but there are moments when you know if if this if they can really destroy you, you know, and you're and you're you know they were down to forty percent, I think. On I don't know, he was just kind of joking around. I think he said something some sort of joke to Spock or something. And I just thought that was a little bit out of, out of character. Oh yeah. Okay. But what do you think about, maybe yeah. Nitpicky, but you know,
0: what do you think about the way they sort of uh, checkmated the shepherds?
1: I mean, I thought that was cool. There were some good visuals. I did say, I did think that, um, that I don't believe I've ever, you know, he went up to Ortegas and he said, you know, uh, I know you think, you know, you said you're going to be the best Starfleet pilot, you know, to ever come out of starfleet or whatever you will prove it and then she's like and then she like gives like a command which you don't t- see it's you it's always the captain that gives the command maneuver mm-hmm. and uh so he basically left it up to her to do whatever maneuver she wanted to do to get him to safety which is not typical for star trek and um, i would actually probably give that a downvote okay um it ended up working out okay and it was cool and they visually showed it uh, that it was cool and that was all right Right. And they needed to show that character's specialty at some point. Um, but, yeah, I guess if she doesn't say it's her maneuver, I guess we don't know she's a good pilot. I, I've always wondered that with Star, with Star Trek. You know, when the captain says, you know, it gives a maneuver for them to do, I mean... Does the pilot push the button and it happens? Does the pilot have to read it? You know, we don't know the sensitivities and how that works. And
0: right, right, you don't really get
1: a sense that being a great pilot is happening there on the bridge of the Enterprise.
0: Well, maybe the maneuver is like loading their macro keys. Like maybe they have keys, and the maneuver, yeah, is what sort of like sets up their, you know, their their controls specific to that maneuver. Because like yeah, I, no, I, I, I think so. Yeah. I use multiple like macro devices, Stream Deck's and G13's, and I have different profiles, like I have like Photoshop and After Effects, and like, I have to set it for what program I'm going to use the controls are the same, but the buttons all change up depending on what what, what my maneuver is. Yeah,
1: I, and I'm sure that's exactly what's happening here and they did a good job showing it, you know, doing some pretty incredible maneuvering it, it was actually something I loved, and I, and I can give it an upvote, because they actually did make me feel like I understood what was happening during the battle, how they escaped. And it felt almost like a like like a submarine maneuver or some sort of old TOS the way they would have, you know, showed escaping by going through the asteroid field and setting up on the other side, you know, just doing these things. I thought that was good.
0: Yeah. Okay. Um, so the way they played sort of chicken with, you know, they realized Pike realized how religious or zealot or whatever these people were about the comet. And they they sort of forced them to make a decision, either you save us, or the comet hits us, and we and we we go and the comet goes.
1: I thought that was really cool too, mm-hmm. um, but I'm gonna give this a downvote. Um, I did not understand something, so. Uh, I know that they were damaged to some degree, but they didn't look like they were crippled. They were managed to do this incredible maneuver and get through the asteroid field set up on the other side of the asteroid. Um, so it didn't make sense to me why they needed rescue from the shepherd ship.
0: I don't think they actually did. I think that okay was so I think okay that was a great. So, so was so what was the dec- what was the decoy? Um, I think I think Enterprise was the decoy. I think that they said that they needed help because if they yeah. didn't get help that the ship that they were going to explode or whatever. And okay. that that process was the decoy to allow Spock to slip by and do what he had to do. Well, see, I thought that was weird. So I I would tend to agree with
1: that, although it did not look obvious and Spock was already like attached to part of one of the one of the floating asteroids, separated pieces when that had already occurred. He was yeah. already out. So I just didn't understand why they needed to do well,
0: because- that. Because they need, they need the ship to be focused on rescuing the Enterprise so they can't go after the shuttle.
1: So they wouldn't notice the shuttle? Okay, I'll give that to them. I, I felt like it was a little...
0: Uh, it did, was That wasn't obvious to me. They have to tractor beam or whatever, the Enterprise. They can't obviously go after the shuttle.
1: Well, th- I'm assuming they didn't ever even... Because the shuttle was hiding, so they never saw the shuttle at all. They didn't know the shuttle was involved, I don't believe. It didn't seem... They didn't at least say that. That they were aware of the shuttle. So if it was a if it was a decoy, I I like I wanted it to be that because that's something that 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 I think Pike would do or that Kirk would do, like lie to get them to do something. But then I started thinking, wait, did did we? He really need to be saved? Did the ship really need to be helped or no?
0: I don't think they really needed to be saved. I think I think okay. I think that it was a deception. Okay. And uh, which is why they were so casual about it. Um, but they also knew that it was risky because if they saw it through the deception, then they were going to blow Spock out of the out of the sky.
1: Okay, so if they were able to see him, okay, so use I okay, that's cool. I just I so thought you it want was to keep also.
0: your downvote there.
1: I am going to keep the downvote. Yeah, I just felt like it that wasn't very clear to me.
0: Yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah, it wasn't very clear, but I think I understand it. So okay, um, all right, so Spock. Overloads its shields or something, whatever, and gets real hot or whatever, and it breaks up the comet. I'm not. I want to. No,
1: no. no. I want to go ahead. See, I love how you just said, like, does this. I don't really understand the science behind
0: this. Do you know?
1: Okay. There's no science. There's no explanation. Downvote here, big time. Okay. Okay. Because, okay, we end up learning later that it was sublimation nudge the comet out of course. Okay. Let me tell you what sublimation is. Okay. Sublimation is. Uh, the process of changing from a solid to a gas without passing through an intermediate liquid phase. So,
0: so it's, it's when something is so hot that you go from ice to gas before liquid and it expands and creates an explosion.
1: Basically. Okay. Now we don't know that the, the the one thing that this big reason why the downvote is they send Spock off to do this thing without ever really telling us what they're gonna do or giving us some sort of, even an indication of what they're gonna do. And then we see Spike, or Spike, Spock, he's flying through the nucleus of the comet, okay? Uh, very odd thing as well. And he tells, uh, Pike tells the Shepherd Ship what he needs, you know, the help and while Spock's doing this. And then somehow, and we never actually see this, he, he nudges a piece of ice loose. Not something we ever see in the show. We see him doing a lot of flying, looks like he's, it's hot. It looks like something's going on and then boom everything's okay that was not good right. uh, they did not show us spock successfully doing anything it had to be explained to us later by uhura right at the very end and i felt like that was more telling and less showing and so that got that down vote for me
0: and what's interesting is they actually did show a healthy portion of him flying the ship so all he had to do yeah. was pick those shots better to at least illustrate more what they explain later on. like so Maybe they do have to explain a little bit with the sublimation and all that. Not everyone knows that is. But actually show that, like illustrate what, what she says later on um, would have made more sense. You're right.
1: There was, yeah, there was just no explanation and no way for us to know. And, you know, I had to go back and watch it twice in order to really grasp it. And that's... You know, and it's not a matter of just being so intelligent and so smart and so, so sciency that I just didn't get it. It was really just not properly, you know, guiding us through the story at the end.
0: Okay, I'm gonna give that downvote too, yeah, you because know, I, I glossed over it in my mind. But yeah, you're right. You know, because that because that is a that is a problem with current like all not just Star Trek but a lot of TV is like they rely so much on on telling you what's happening instead of showing you and it's not really necessary. They could just show you, they could show you that process. They already showed a, it's not like he took off in the comment, comment and then the ship to do what he's got to do. And we just saw him on a tracker. No, no. They actually created an animation of him doing what he was doing. So illustrate that animation properly. Right? Yeah. They could have done that.
1: Or we could have had a quick little meeting, a powwow, something, you know spock saying i got an idea i think we can dislodge part of the asteroid and create an explosion or anything giving us that kind of idea and then show us you know so that we know what's happening we can follow because it kind of gets even a little more silly as we get kind of towards the end and apparently the comet can see the future
0: no i don't think so
1: (laughs) okay well i get that you yeah but that's no, what
0: they say. No, no I, I have an idea about that. We'll get there.
1: Okay. Well, I mean, I got to say that's that's kind of what it alluded to. Um, we never really get an understanding about the AI that's happening into it, but it's not AI. It's not even AI. It's it's sentient.
0: Some kind of sentient something. It is yeah.
1: some sort of sentient to, for it to be able to pass these messages. And so, yeah, when you get to that part of Uhura, I'll try to
0: talk yeah. more about it. Okay. Um. So... So, he, whatever, he's successful in what he was, he was doing. Now, this is when Spock laughs. Yeah. And uh, the way, and I can't play it because we'll get claimed, but the way it came off to me was, like, they were all shocked that he was laughing, and he was like, sometimes when something goes so badly, he used have to laugh. I think he was not laughing. Like, he purposely laughed over comms. Like, he wasn't laughing to himself. He activated comms and laughed and then made that point. So I think it was him um, understanding the human expression of sometimes you have to, something goes so badly you have to laugh. I mean, yeah, it's possible. And the laugh
1: doesn't bother me as much because, I mean, in the original Cage uh, t- in TV show, he's a very smiley, happy, laughy Spock. So, I mean, that's canon. That's you know, even though it's not the Spock we end up with on, you know, the Kirk Enterprise, it's definitely a pipe Spock. So it's it's not that wild to have it happen. You just have to remind yourself that it's okay.
0: Okay. Um. All right. So they, they start talking about the large quantity of water vapor from the comment, starts hitting the atmosphere. I, 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 I
1: really looked at that deeply because uh, I was concerned that um, – Because they talked about the fact that the water vapor, and this is the way it was described, um, is that uh, a large quantity of water vapor was released into Persephone 3. Um, And I went, like, looking for it. I'm like, could one comet, like, change? Because Spock says it's going to change everything. Like, it's going to change their vegetation. It's going to give them all this water. It's going to basically make it, the way it made it seem was more Earth-like. And so I was like thinking this is going to be a downvote because it's not going to work out. But after doing a lot more research, you know, it is possible for a comet to give up to ten percent of the liquid necessary. The like yeah. like ten percent, one comet could have given us ten percent of our liquid on Earth, which would have been enough to change things. Now, does that mean that Persephone three is going to become Earth-like? Um, no. I also went and looked up if it's possible to see if a desert planet could support an atmosphere because I was concerned that a, a planet without water may not be able to con, uh, to have an atmosphere but apparently uh, you do not need he- to, uh, uh, water vapor um, to have a human breathable atmosphere. atmosphere.
0: Right, and so, so that so that that planet uh, pretty you know, from what i gather a lot of their water comes from underground there's not as much water and so it's it's a rough place to live but you know with that comet kicking up another t- uh, 10% of water That's enough to sort of make it way more of a livable, bearable place. Right. So I'm going to give it an upvote,
1: even though I was going to downvote it. I am going to upvote it because even though it seems a little bit highly unlikely, it's backed by science. And what we love with Star Trek is that they do the they do the research, unlike some of the other shows have done, and they find out if it's truly viable and everything that I could find showed that this at least while being stretched kind of wildly is at least somewhat backed by science. And so I felt like that was appropriate.
0: Yeah. I actually, I, I actually read about, um, um, there was a theory that a lot of the, uh, some of the water that was deposited here on earth and even organisms, you know, a million years ago or whatever came from comets.
1: That's well, that is the main theory of how water got to earth asteroids and comets. And so that's what they're doing here they're basically making this association that these um, intelligent comets, these sentient brain comets, maybe they went around the, you know, the universe or the solar system uh, seeding planets, basically and making them be able to sustain life. Maybe. So this was kind of like a, an, a way to explain something that we're already talking about is like, how did life start on earth? And maybe this is, you know, in Star Trek lore, Maybe this is one of the ways it happens.
0: Yeah, there's a couple um, theories about like how you know the reason why why most species are bipedal is because they came from the same preservers or whatever. Remember in Star Trek? Oh yeah, maybe
1: yeah, that's true. I, the water is always fascinating, and this is just a nice little different way. And it's good. It's good Trek. You It's
0: good. You know, it's good. good, good, it's story good interesting.
1: Yeah, um, they get a little bit loosey goosey here with some of their explanations, which, which if we get there, I'll, I'll give it a down vote, but
0: I like how they parted as friends. They're like, you know, yeah. next time, uh, you know, don't be so quick to judge or other cultures or whatever, which is fine. I thought I, that was a nice little,
1: and that was yeah. a great way. I, this is what we love about star Trek. Even if you agree or disagree, um, with what people do, they manage to sneak in a message right about judging other cultures by using an alien civilization and not Mm. our own trouble here on earth and that's what we love about old Trek, and that's one of the things upvote here yeah that's one of the other things that we love i'm giving up about strange new worlds because that's they're getting back to letting us learn our lessons through alien issues instead of you know showcasing earth not getting along
0: so yeah yeah you won't be so quick to judge the faith of others that was great good yeah good um, it worked, and I love this scene. I love it. Oh, the rain! I love this scene. I love these aliens. That yeah, was cool. Um, doesn't it? It's not. It's not good enough for an upvote, but it, it's. It was cool. Plus, I already upvoted the aliens. I'm not gonna upvote them twice. Yeah. <laughs> um, they got your upvote. Okay. So yeah, yeah, they're talking about the comments. How many other comments are there out there? Okay, cool, 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 cool idea. That you know, that's like super Star Trek right there introduce an idea and you might never pay it off but right. us nerds are going to talk about it for the next 25 years this is true what i mean so thank you thank you for a, yet another piece of lore that doesn't hurt canon that allows us to theorize right yeah absolutely um so the music contained this image and they you know so this is the interesting part this is i know i know you want to downvote here right
1: there's some stretching going on here for sure
0: okay so I don't think that it was seeing the future. I think it was seeing the, the, the statistical... I can't say the word, statistic, because of my statistical my uh-huh. future. Right? This entire thing's language is based on math and music. They it's should subject- have said that, though. Okay, so... You, okay, well, Let me get you in, and I'll okay. agree, I agree with you, but let me... It knows where it's heading. It knows what that plan hmm. needs, and... It knows what help it needs and how it needs to what it need what needs to happen exactly for this outcome to happen. If if you know your exact trajectory and how much time and everything, right, a machine can one hundred percent predict the future and what needs to happen in said future for it to be successful, right? Yeah, but
1: I think I think you're
0: right. I think Spock should have should have when they were all talking about faith and all that. Spock should have been like, or
1: it was simply mathematics. I mean, yeah, that's a cool. That would have been a cool.
0: But I think they made
1: them. They made. They took a, an opportunity. They made a mistake essentially. Then, and so the, the the mistake is that they had the exact. So Uhura shows the picture. It's the exact same picture, right? Which you gotta explain to me how they got a picture out of math numbers. But okay, they should
0: have shown it. They should have shown. They should have shown a slightly different shape.
1: They didn't need to show us a shape at all. They You're just right. simply needed to say they, that was the mistake was. They needed to, they showed us a big iceberg, you right. know, and what they should have just said was, you know, the chunk of ice is the same chunk of ice that it said, you know, so yes, mathematically it knew which chunk of ice inside of it that needed to be knocked loose in order to get to move it the appropriate amount of distance instead of making it some sort of like, it can see the future or some sort of weird, like a uh, the- theological type of discussion it should have, could have simply been science well because they, i think it, they missed an opportunity to do that
0: it sent a message with with the plan ahead of time they didn't they didn't get or decipher the message appropriately at the time they still the outcome was Did still the, right the same yeah. but what if it was sending the message for that purpose like yo come help me come help I, it, me.
1: i think it, it was sending the message but they just mystified it a little bit instead of just making it a science thing Right. You know what I'm saying? So they could have just left it alone. They didn't need to mystify it, you know, and maybe it's a bit nitpicky, but it, it, when you take that and you, and you add it to the fact that they didn't really show us how, what Spock was doing. And you add both of these things together. It just kind of makes for um, kind of weak storytelling going into the end.
0: You're right. And you could have not shown Hmm. the image. You could have expressed the same information, not shown the image. And then you could have literally had Spock button it up with, or mathematics.
1: Or it's mathematics, which would have been great way to just, you know, to put the exclamation point on Spock being Spock. And then everybody's like, all right, it's mathematics.
0: Yeah. So I guess that deserves a downvote, unfortunately, because it wasn't played out right correctly. And mine's
1: a six. So mine mine should have been a six. Oh, right.
0: Okay. And uh, what we got? That's pretty much the end, right? Uh, what about oh, this so con- they,
1: they had the little the callback here.
0: Yeah. What about this conversation here?
1: I thought it was good. Um. You know, I mean, it just shows the characters kind of growing together and him basically giving his approval. Now it took, you know, she proved herself. Now Spock gave the approval that she could now be a part of Star- Starfleet, which I thought was awfully presumptuous, uh, presumptuous that he feels like he has that sort of authority <laughs> on whether she should be in Starfleet or not. But um, but I wasn't, you know, I'm not going to nitpick over it.
0: OK. All right. So it looks like overall here. Oh, the last,
1: last episode. episode, last scene. Yeah. OK,
0: last scene. Oh yeah, 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 you're right. When he's looking at the kids or whatever, right?
1: Yeah. So he shows the, the four kids, uh, five kids, it looks like, that he saves. <clears throat> um, it just shows that your fate is what you make it. Uh, and he's and he's definitely contemplating, you know, what that may mean for his future. And I believe he's starting to believe that maybe maybe he can change something that's gonna happen. And it's left on that hopefulness that we like Star Trek to be left on.
0: Right. Yeah. Which I like. I like. Is it worth an upvote or a downvote?
1: I didn't feel like it was strong enough to be an upvote or downvote, but um, so I'm going to stay Pat where I'm at.
0: Okay. All right. So that buttons us up here and it uh, looks like. Oh, can
1: I give an overall? I am going to give an overall upvote just for the overall show. Still being light years better than uh, anything Discovery or Picard has done in the first six seasons of okay. those shows.
0: That's fair. okay so that would that would uh i'm not going to do that because i did that at the top of the show actually okay so i gave my up vote for that exact same reason at the top so here's the deal um that puts us at me five shane seven and i think that's an average of six yeah right am i doing the math right i hope i'm doing the math right
1: we didn't really figure out how we're going to do the math, On huh? is, that, is that what it is?
0: We're just going to average out the numbers, right?
1: We're supposed to know how many... Well, the way it's supposed to be is like we, we're supposed to know how many instances of up or down voting there was so we could figure out a percentage.
0: Well, in this case, when we down vote and up vote at the same time, it sort of adjusts itself, so... Okay. So we just average out the scores, and I think we average out the scores to a rock hard six.
1: Yes. What does six mean? I mean, it's six. We don't know yet. <laughs> we're yeah. going to we're, we're gonna make this a little bit more interesting. Brian spent a lot of time trying to figure this out, but I think we need one more factor. We need to know how many votes we gave in order to know whether or not uh, to create a percentage or to create some sort of another factor. You
0: gave it so, seven upvotes on average right, but you, because you had, had downvotes and upvotes. Right?
1: right, but you don't know how many votes in total there were. I think, I think you're overthinking it because that's the only way to know what the what the how you know if it's the, if it's a 15 scale and it was a seven then we know we got to know how many votes there are that's the only way to figure it out I think well, I think what does right. a six mean does six good is hey, it bad six is good it's a positive score because right oh now so, okay can't... so I see what you're saying there's more positive votes than negatives
0: right um, okay so listen if we so were not a negative score okay if we were reviewing Picard season two episode four right now. This would be like be around negative a zero, negative 23. Well, it probably would have been zero or,
1: or negative one, maybe.
0: Okay. And for me... You know, ups and downs. Right. I w- okay, Sure. But there was so many downs, it would have been negative like six for me, I think. Okay. Maybe for so you, you're saying what? there would have been a lot
1: more. I got it.
0: Right. So, you know, okay. as, as this goes on, um, we can go back and actually see our highest uh, scored uh, episodes. Okay. Basically. So this
1: is a six for both of
0: us six which is not bad podcast at all. six
1: yeah okay positive six all right it's obviously Are you guys heard it here first yeah let's go back and see what the uh what our folks talked about here yeah lots of good stuff oh let's see oh so they're joking about an era uh danny the dork knight's here he's talking about what enterprise thank god that was a joke And then uh, question of Trek, who doesn't love Faith of the Heart from the beginning? So, (laughs) And then Norman Buckwald, Faith of the Heart? Ugh. So we have some strong opinions about Enterprise's theme song still.
0: Yeah. Look, guys. Guys. If you like the song, that's fine. (laughs) Music... uh, Okay, go ahead. Music's subjective. It's subjective. So if you like that song great i'm happy for you all right i've got faith but i don't think it's subjective to say it's not good as the intro to a star trek tv show maybe you like the song but it's not good as the intro was it
1: was it good with the visual images of all of the different enterprises through time
0: no but see that doesn't matter because well, it does the second me. you apply a pop song to a anything, it dates said IP as something late nineties, early two thousands. I think that's fair. That's why a cinematic score is a timeless thing. I yeah. mean, I agree
1: in that case, but I will say there is none no one other no other show that I listened to that over and over again. I enjoyed it. Oh goodness. I also liked Creed and Nickelback, so you can shoot me if you want right now
0: so that's, yeah. that's, Every, that's everyone down. everyone tell shane uh uh about his his taste here he likes creed and nickelback
1: i also like the Bee Gees. come on you can throw me under the bus right now if you want
0: <laughs> yeah uh, uh, shane's like like ultimate super band would be if creed and nickelback got together and did a song together i'm i'm down for that yeah yeah it's torture for me I'm i'm sorry <laughs>
1: let's see so we've got uh the yeah so uh, some got some good uh chucky chucky babbitt and offspring here the anars Mm -hmm. talk about the anars and 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 hammers character also being telepathic which was important we didn't mention because spock sent him a telepathic thought that he was throwing uh the thing for him to catch remember
0: oh right yes yeah which i like that though
1: that was cool no i liked it a lot uh, what if this whole series ends up being uh his illusion on Talos 4 S- just shut up doomed huh? no, don't even go there no <laughs> that would uh, although, although that is something that they would do on Talos 4
0: no 100%. don't tell me that I don't, want, I don't no
1: we're not we're not we're not doing a uh, a pike fever dream yeah but yeah. that is funny uh, let's see maybe Pike's death is like Spock's have been dead before. Okay. Mm, Josh Temple, did he see himself in the chair in discovery? So he did see he lived. So yes, they screwed up again. It's possible. It's a mistake, Josh. It's possible. We don't know at this point. Um. Let's see. Uh, David went out to dinner. Hope you had a great dinner, David.
0: What's up, Dark Knight? How you doing, bro?
1: Okay, Salty Trekker says she should not be. That's Michael. Michael's been – we just want to point out also that uh, the Salty Trekker, um, Michael has been uh, working with us. He's going to be doing some stuff with us in the future, which is going to be fun. And he says here she should not be a cadet at all. She should be a midshipman. And I got to tell you, Michael, um, as a prior Navy guy, that's exactly what they were called, midshipmen. Where are you seeing that? And it's comment up here oh. and uh i would like that would be great if they use that term but unfortunately i don't know if starfleet has actually adopted the navy terminology
0: no they really should have
1: Uh let's see spock's a player yeah where we learned that a straight thug okay offspring they had the old communicator from tos in discovery they did you're right uh, Kenneth said, who are the Bee Gees? <laughs> uh, so Trek reviewer says, uh, have they given Hammer a proper rank yet? You know, I didn't notice that in this episode.
0: Yeah, neither did he I. He was
1: wearing a Starfleet know. uniform, So, but I didn't catch his rank. If you know his rank, let us know here. Oh, they, they look like this. Okay, so he's talking about the Shepherds here. Windgrace says they looked like uh, the Stargate universe aliens with a beard, which oh, is funny because I thought they looked like uh, Thor Thor's yeah. alien. Asgard The Asgard's I no. thought they looked like The Asgard's with beards That's they, funny
0: They looked a little bit like Asgard with beards for sure
1: Uh John Burns Doesn't Spock with a beard Make him look evil Hey that's Mirror Universe Spock right
0: Yeah that means in Discovery He was the evil Spock <laughs> <laughs>
1: Uh So there's all kinds of Really good comments in here We appreciate you guys uh Bringing them up Let's see Here's the deal Boys.
0: Okay, that's uh, the end of the review. Yeah, I think that's good. Okay, everybody, thank you uh, so much for sticking around for the review. We're going to get in some more news here. If you have anything to say about the review, what did you think about the show? What did you think about, uh, you know, uh, what do you think so far about the show in general, but specifically, what did you think about this episode? Did you like it? Did you agree with us? Did you disagree with us? Are we crazy? Is Shane doing way too much work trying to find out how comments work? Let us know in the comment section down below. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: All right. Well, we appreciate it. Let's, uh, what's next here, man? Oh, oh, okay. All right. So there is a interesting, there's some interesting news. I don't know if you guys saw this, but there is possibly going to be a brand new enterprise in Picard season Hmm. three. Now, at first, hold on. Let me, let me do this right. There's gonna be a new Enterprise in Picard season three, and I gotta say, when I first read this, I thought, "Oh, well, that's just like fans really want to see a new Enterprise." But if this is gonna be the latest we see, realistically, I mean, not ignoring Discovery, the latest we see in a long time, Starfleet and Picard and the whole in the universe that we love so much in Star Trek. And if this is the last season of Picard, it would make a whole lot of sense to give the fans an, another the, 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 the final Enterprise, right, for now, right? right? So here, here's what I'm thinking. This is from Trek Central, and it says, Is there a new Enterprise on the horizon? Well, um, at first I would have said no, it's just fan service, but I think that from what we've seen the last couple seasons of Picard, and this being the last season of Picard, makes complete sense for there to be an Enterprise. And here's some of the information we got. Um, this is what it says: The USS Stargazer has been our new our new focus for season two of of Star Trek Picard. The new ship was designed by Dave Blast. Looks nice, as well as Trek veterans Doug. Drexler, and John Evans, are Eves. However, while the ship has been featured in behind-the-scenes pictures, it might not be the focus for Star Trek season three, uh, Picard season three. And here's where he says that. In a tweet from Terry Metalis, Eric Johnson says, Should we take this to indicate that the Stargazer is a part of season three? Uh-huh. And Terry Metallus says, That is not the Stargazer.
1: I love how they call him the the Star Trek's resident leaker teaser, Terry Metalis, because he does tend to give away some things.
0: He does. Yeah. Yeah. Of course, Terry Metalis is the showrunner of uh, season, uh, well, season two and three, but mainly season three because he was co-showrunner on season three and Akiva Goldsman did the majority season of the two, work. Season two, yeah. I'm sorry, season two. But in season three, he is the sole showrunner for season three. And we believe that we're going to see a um, a very strong final season because Terry Metalus, And we, we you know, I believe in Terry Metallus because everything else he's done um, prior to Star Trek and inside the Star Trek universe and Voyager or whatever was very good. Um, he un- understands story. He understands how to keep you um, interested. He understands how to, first off, he understands how to start and finish a series which is very important um but yeah he's going to be a showrunner for season three so he says that is not the stargazer well surprisingly the stargazer is bridge is being used again for another starship it would seem however that's sh- what is what ship is that going to be could Addition- it be the
1: enterprise f
0: it must be additionally this is not the first <laughs> or last time star trek reuses bridges for new star trek uh, starships and such so it's not surprise so it's not a surprise but does suggest we're getting a new Starship of sorts in the upcoming third season of Starship of Card. Now, I'm going to stop the article here because it has to be the Enterprise F.
1: I mean, it just makes sense, right? Like like right. we're going to go out with a bang. You know, it, right. it should be that way. Who's the captain?
0: Right. So even if, even if, if, um, even if you're a bad writer, let's say you're a horrible writer and you have no idea how to write a season of Star Trek. You know what the Enterprise is, and you know the ultimate Easter egg and the ultimate talking point for a Star Trek fan would be the Enterprise F.
1: Would be. It would be fantastic.
0: Right. Um, and the fact that Terry Metallus went out of his way to say, that is not the Stargazer, really makes me believe that it must be the Enterprise F. Which led me to, to sort of go back and look through um, um, other versions of the Enterprise. And remember that episode of uh Star Trek Enterprise where they like go into the future and they're seeing like the different you know he's on the bridge of like an enterprise in like a, a five hundred years from now or something, right? You're talking about the finale? No 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 no. Um when he during the during like the time the temporal cold war, um his, oh. I forgot the guy's name, but the guy who looks like a giant baby in a Starfleet uniform. Has, has a uniform. <laughs> yeah. He takes them to a version of the Enterprise that's way in the future. And there's like Zindi that like, ah. apparently Zindi are, are serving aboard the ship. They're part of Starfleet, blah, blah, blah. Well, that ship was very sleek and very, I'm, I hate to say it, very discovery looking. It looked like a Star Trek Discovery uh, ship. Okay. In hindsight, I think I know where they got their um, ideas for design from. Before, when it came to Star Trek: Discovery going a thousand years in the future, I think they got it from Enterprise, possibly. Yeah. Um, but this is not going to be that far in the future. This is this is going to be an era of starships that we have really never seen, as far as the Enterprise class starship in. And I like some of this, some of this cool like Odyssey class, and some of this like concept art is really cool. But I, I, I hope that they don't make when they do this, because I'm, I'm convinced they're going to. I hope they don't make it look like, like the Voyager style. I don't want it to look like that sort of like uh, arrowhead shape. And yeah, I, a lot of the concept art I've seen has this style, this sort of Voyager. I forgot the name of what, what the name of the of the type ship it was, but like that they they abandon the idea of that like uh almost oblong hole that that the Enterprise in TNG is so known for and they go with that like sort of sleek almost yeah. arrowhead shape. And I would like it to see to, what's that go ahead.
1: It needs to look like the Enterprise no matter what happens.
0: Right. Yeah, it's got to look like the Enterprise. It's and right. not like not like the Voyager,
1: not like not like some uh, new ship, not okay. like some new other thing that we've
0: never seen before. Okay, so yeah, so that's what I'm trying to get to. But I <clears throat> apparently my brain doesn't like to connect dots. Shane, you're completely <laughs> right. It needs to look like the Enterprise, not like Stargazer 2.0, not mm-hmm. like Voyager 3.0. It needs to look like the Enterprise. And s- please do me a favor, Terry Metalis. If you ever hear this, go to the people that designed. The Enterprise for T- for Strange New Worlds and get them to update yep. your TNG Enterprise. Yep. yep. Whoever those update people are, yep. whoever they are, please find them and have them create that Enterprise. Because they understand the concept of updating and remastering uh, the visual appeal that we see when we see the Enterprise at that time period.
1: I totally agree. And I got to tell you, just to jump in here really quick, I want there to be an Enterprise Enterprise F in this in this Picard season three. And I think the fan service will be like, yes, we want the Enterprise. We see in the trailer, you know, Picard uh, going through his drawer and pulling out the red, um, you know, the red uh, Starfleet uniform, which, you know, makes you think, oh, my God, he's going to be the captain on on the bridge again. You know, and uh, and so you kind of have that feeling. But there is something that we need to put out here that that it's been that's been kind of communicated. It's that we are likely to see the cast of TNG uh, throughout season three, but not all at the same time throughout the season. So there is, you know, I don't want to rain on anybody's parade here, anybody's hope, but just kind of, you know, get it in the back of your mind that if we do see the Enterprise, um, it may be different and we may not see it if in if in fact over the 10 episodes the uh you know we're not going to have all of the crew at all the same time which is what's been discussed
0: Andrew, that that, honestly that we gotta we have to get a parting shot with them all together
1: i I think they're going to i mean patrick stewart did say like the 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 ending was was phenomenal for season three it was emotional um but it was not um it was not fan service entirely. So that's very curious to me as to what's going to happen. But even Metalis, everybody's saying the conclusion is appropriate and good for TNG, the fans the and everybody. And I do trust Terry now that he's got the reins by himself. He didn't start the shit show that is Picard mm-hmm. in season one with Michael Chabon. Uh, you know, he's, he's got to take what happened. He's, you know, they're the ones that convinced him and Goldman convinced Patrick Stewart to actually uh, allow the TNG crew to come back in more than a cameo role situation. He didn't want to do that, which we're that's something that we're going to talk about soon. So it's it's very interesting that, you know, it's Metallus driving this. It's the changes that, that are coming in in Trek. And uh and so hopefully we will get that good ending that we want.
0: Yeah, and that's you guys, the, stay tuned cuz on Saturday we should, be drop, we should be dropping a video about um, some insight we got from Patrick Stewart. You know, he didn't really want uh, the TNG crew. And it was, I'm not going to say pushed on him, but it was definitely, he had to be convinced. So the thing about Terry Metallis is that we do trust him, but we haven't actually seen him really operate at his full ability yet because he has been a co-show runner and not a full show runner um that said though i do believe that if they like like i said before if they don't finish this season with a shot of them all in the bar or whatever i'm gonna be pissed because the last two seasons we got a shot of picard with a lot of his new friends so we better see picard with his old crew at the end of this season
1: on a positive note, a lot of those new friends aren't coming back because of those old friends. Thank so they couldn't carry them all. And that's why a lot of them are leaving. So they had three season deals. This was supposed to be a three season show from the beginning. And all the characters we got in season one were supposed to roll through all three seasons. But as you can see, they're falling off like uh, like dead flies or
0: something. And I, I tell him it's like, oh, yeah, Hey, listen, uh, we're bringing this guy back. So you're gone. We're going to Yeah, we to don't, go don't need you anymore. Thank uh, you. These, you're out. Um okay yeah so Voyager was an Intrepid class. Thank you. I completely forgot what that was. And the time travel uh, Giant Baby Boy was Daniels. And I'm only oh, saying Dan- why did you call him a baby? He doesn't look like a baby. He has a baby face. I like Daniels. I'm just saying that like the guy the actor that played him looked so young in that role. Well,
1: that- he was supposed to because remember he was he was he was Archer's like cabin boy. I don't want to call him cabin. <laughs> he was like his his <laughs> steward. Well, that- and uh, our steward
0: Whatever it is, he, he he always reminded me of like if a if a giant baby wore a Starfleet uniform, right? right. Mm-hmm. Um, I still like the show. I'm, I'm not. I'm just saying. it. That's what it looked like. Um, yeah. So intrepid class. <laughs> yeah, I saw the concept art for the Enterprise F from STO. Question of Trek, and um, it's okay. It just doesn't feel like someone put a lot of effort into it. Clearly, and that's fine. But I got to be honest. The we you need to get the same people that built the strange new world enterprise i'm just that's it if you don't get those same people you're making a mistake
1: you're Making a mistake yeah, I, and i love this comment here about uh making Worf the captain of the enterprise absolutely and then spinning off a, 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 a Worf series yes could you, could you imagine exploring like the klingon world in 2402 to 2410 yeah. You know, and what's going on there and and kind of all the everything that 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 Worf's been through. Worf's a very complicated character. Right. With a deep story that could be totally interesting to go after. And what we do know so far is that while they've only committed to the five current shows we have on Star Trek, once Discovery reaches its endgame, which probably is in the next season or two, and Picard's going to roll out at season three, they're going to have to replace that with other Star Trek because Paramount Plus ain't going to let it go. So unless they can lock down Michelle Yeoh, who was just in movies, this new movie is like whatever, whenever, whatever. Oh, she did so
0: good in that movie. She was
1: great in that movie, right? You know, Michelle Yeoh, her stock's going up, Yo. Yeah. And she may not be available to do your Star Trek show. Can I,
0: can I, let me, let me rephrase that. She will not be available.
1: Uh, I mean, she, they got to have to get her quick.
0: Yeah, real quick. They got to lock her in real quick. Yeah.
1: This movie she's, is she's doing so gangbusters.
0: They she's making so much money for that little studio. It's crazy.
1: Her her star is on the rise, and she's gonna outclass Star Star Trek. Unfortunately, here real soon.
0: Yeah, I like I'd like to say uh, when we first started reviewing Star Trek Discovery back in the day, one of the very first things I said was I really love Michelle Michelle Yeoh. So
1: yeah, she was one of the things we loved. Well, one of the only things we love about Discovery, especially even going into season three, right? She was literally in season three the only thing I liked about. Her. <laughs> right. Yeah discovery and now and then they got rid of her too so
0: okay so we're gonna move on before we do do not forget to hit that subscribe button on the way to the comment section to let us know what you guys think about a brand new uh enterprise f for picard season three
1: art page prey wesley crusher overreacting gary seven show (laughs) (laughs) No, thank you, Archmage. Because we run everything. <laughs> no, thank you. No, thank you, Archmage. We'll pass on that. Is what I would say if I was a complete moron. <laughs> <laughs> oh moron.
0: You man. guys don't even know. I have so many of these. Like, I have so many of... <laughs> Here's the deal, boys. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. We're going to get a lot of oh, my Wesley
1: all the time.
0: We're going to get a lot of mileage from Wesley coming up here. All right. So mm-hmm. uh, uh, sad to say, but it uh, looks like we are uh, about to go to the members section. Oh, man.
1: That's a bummer. All right. Well, uh we appreciate you guys. Make sure once again, thank you to our sponsor, Liquid IV. Go check it out. Use the coupon code, The Popcast, to get 25% off. And I'm going to tell you, you're going to save so much money by using that coupon code. Go to the website, click on the link, do the thing, buy the stuff. We appreciate it, supporting the show.
0: Okay, if you guys don't know how the member section works, it's really simple. We're going to uh, we'll leave the audio on, on here for a while, but if you look at the link in the description, the very first thing you see, and I'll, I'll go ahead and put it in the chat here for you too. There it is. Um, that is where we're going to be, where, 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 I can't speak. That is where we are going to continue the, st- the, the show. And what we're going to be talking about in that section of the show is Amazon's Rings of Power. Um, very interesting uh, presentation. They, led, they they sort of wine and dined a bunch of token experts and YouTubers and people's opinions wine didn't dine them they really did it just sounds it
1: so wrong i know but it just sounds wrong. but
0: but people's opinions of rings of mm-hmm. ring of rings of power are changing uh drastically yeah. and i have a big theory about that i do too also upload is renewed for season three apparently last time i reported this i was wrong oh really <laughs> so i reported that it was up that it was a. Uh, that it was, had been renewed when it hadn't been, because I was reading from one of those websites that are just clickbait. Giant freaking robot? It must have been giant freaking robot, because in Deadline, they're talking about upload, and there's a lot more details, so we're going to get into that, because we both love that show. We're going to be talking about Avatar uh, 2, um, a trailer for Avatar 2. I can care less about Avatar, but everyone's talking about it, so we need to look at the trailer. <laughs>
1: That that'll that'll make everybody excited to come to the member section to watch. Well here's the deal. Here's the deal. <laughs> I don't care about Avatar. This is 2. the first
0: time I'm seeing Avatar 2 trailer. I have not seen it yet. I think this is the first time Shane's seeing it. So we're gonna I saw w- it. Okay. Well, we're gonna you're you're what my eyes are fresh here. Okay I didn't necessarily enjoy Avatar. I don't know what the big deal is about it. But James you know what? Ready. If this gets me going, if this gets me on track, then hey, they did a good job. We're gonna find that out. And of course, um, it's the first time hearing about it, a Metal Gear Solid movie is still happening," says Oscar Isaac, whose stock is pretty hot right now, considering his involvement in Disney stuff. So that's what we're doing. So we're going to the member section. I would love it if you guys also came to the member section. We're gonna start the show, taking your guys's comments, and just chatting, and then we're gonna we're gonna drop a little sneak peek on our video dropping on Saturday, and then from there we're gonna have uh we're gonna go into this we're gonna have some more fun. So I hope you can join us in that section. Either hit the link in the comment in the description or in the chat, or you can go to a quick link, popcast.co slash join, and it will take you directly to that that video. Either or, I hope to see you there. Thank you so much, and adios. See you guys later. All right. We're still hearing audio, though, so, you know.
1: Oh, so yeah, since we're still hearing audio, let me go back and just answer the Trek reviewer's comment, which was, I wonder if Wesley will be part of the cast in Season 3. Well, I'll tell you this Trek reviewer. Wow. Will Wheaton really wants you to believe it's possible that he is going to be in season three somehow because he came out and he actually told in an interview that he can't say whether or not he's going to be in season three because that would just give away the plot. Okay. So, which I thought was interesting.
0: I had to turn, I had to turn our video back on because I, I need to put this out. There. Pick a video game, pick a movie, pick a television show, pick the news. Do? Oh,
1: or go Sweet to fucking me. Congress.
0: Okay. So <laughs> Okay, so
1: but let me just so my point is is that uh honestly we don't think that Will Wheaton will be back for season three. He had his moment, he had his cameo. And honestly, if, if everybody else in TNG that has been announced is gonna be back and we know all the people who are leaving, why would they keep it secret that he's not gonna be there? Isa Brionis is no longer gonna be in season three. The traveler just took her away. I think his story's done. Yeah, That's I think our opinion.
0: I think the story is done. Okay, so we're on, we're on audio only for a little while, and at some point we're going to cut that off. But if you guys want to join us in the member section, come on over. The water is warm because Shane is actively peeing in the water.
1: Dude, it's so funny you said that because I got to go number one. <laughs> but I, I can wait a little longer. Um, Now that we're in the member section, hey, everybody. This is pretty cool. We've got... Uh, I was supposed to switch over to the member section, which I have not done. I'm already in there. I'm already in Are there. Are you in Hi. there? So why don't you talk about who is there?
0: Oh, Archmage Frey, Kenneth the Rook. Um, I think Mike is in there, too. I'm not sure. But who is speaking? Uh, Archmage says, I'd rather be Toby Maguire. I'd rather Toby Maguire be in Bacard season three. Okay. That's weird. Oh, my God. I got to tell you Toby Maguire's story. Okay, hold up. And Ken says uh, Orville over avatar. Yeah, of course. Yeah. And oh, we're going to we're going to talk about the poll I put up on the main channel because I am Oh yeah. frankly confused. Where are the Orville fans? What's going on right now? Can we talk oh, about that real quick? A, that's we we do need to talk about the the Orville's coming up quick. Yeah.
1: And I, I don't And uh I are people mad because Are they mad because there's 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 really no indication that there's going to be more than the third season? Um, Has it just been too long? Like what what has
0: happened? They've really fallen off. All right. So here is a poll I put up. And, you know, I'm I'm talking about active shows here. Right. So like we're going to be covering, you know, what do you want us to cover? And I'm only listing active things, not obviously everyone wants Stargate because half the comments were like uh, talk about Stargate. I get it. I agree with you. But there's no Stargate shows, yet. But there's no Stargate yet. So, like, talking about shows that are actively on air. And I list Star Trek Strange New Worlds, Star Wars, Obi-Wan Kenobi, The Orville, New Horizons, Halo, and Thor and Love, Love and Thunder. I'm frankly surprised that Halo and Thor even got, got you know, because they got, like, a couple hundred votes between the two of them, which is surprising. Um, but Well, Strange New Worlds has, I mean, Orville has the second most votes. Yeah, but just barely edging out Star Wars Obi Wan Kenobi on a channel where there was a time where our entire live show was specifically only about the Orville.
1: True, but I I don't underestimate this Kenobi series coming up. You know, it's it's uh you know we're continuing that story, and I think Mm -hmm. it's going to be interesting. And I just you know when you only have one vote and you have so many exciting things, you know how are you going to pick the Orville over?
0: Uh, I don't know. So, do you think that uh, it's like the Star Trek Strange New Worlds is like the incumbent, and and uh, Star Wars is almost like the independent vote, and so it's 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 you know weeding <laughs> out uh, the, yes. the Orville vote. Is that what's going so on? So, Star
1: right? Trek Strange New Worlds is is weeding out the Orville votes. No, yes.
0: Star, no because Strange New, Star Trek Strange New Worlds is what's active right now. So like right. that's like the incumbent president, right? But then like, you well, have like we, the, Star Wars yeah. is like the independent vote and it's like messing with the Orville's, you know, challenging vote. Well, I think if you say like
1: 75% of the people want Star Trek, that's what you would look at there because you got 20% Orville and 55% Strange New Worlds. That's true. So if you look at it like that, because the Orville is basically good Star Trek um, and now Strange New Worlds is, is good Star Trek. So it's yeah. kind of a tough one. I would have liked to see do we I pro, you know, I, like I mentioned to you before, I probably we we are covering Strange New Worlds. It would have been nice to see something maybe something else up there till we could get in like a real good view. What was the other thing we we're going to put up there?
0: Well, we're so what we're going to do is we're going to the next poll we're putting up, we're going to drop we're going to we're going to drop the winner of this yeah. we we've already established that Star Trek Strange New Worlds is going to be on the docket, right? Okay. so what we're trying to do, what we're trying to do is there's so many things coming up. We are trying to make sure that we spend our time on what you want to see. Right. Not what we want to make, but what you want to see. So we figured polls are going to do it. So now we've established Star Trek, Exchange, New Worlds to your top S tier. So that goes on the list. So we're going to drop that for the next poll. And we're going to drop either Halo or Thor from the next poll. Probably Halo because Thor was beating Halo for a long time. Yeah, and then we're gonna replace that with a couple more options, and we're gonna see who wins and loses that next round until we've, uh, until we've literally put every single thing that's active on the list, and we can rank them by what you care about. I like games like that. This will be fun. You. Know- yeah, and so, we need to have like a ranking
1: order at the end or something do make it you remember how we used to do those battle competitions with those those ai
0: robot things this is sort of like that so yeah like, you know, i we'll love do, that we will put po- at the end of all this at the end of the of next few weeks we'll post what what you guys want to see from one to ten the okay. uh, you know and i'm sure star trek will take the cake so
1: yeah it's like star trek strange new worlds the orville fight and then you what know, we'll do he, is,
0: at the very end, we'll take the 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 top five winners from all five polls
1: and yeah. make them go head, heads
0: up. Well, that could be fun. Right? Yeah. I mean,
1: is, we, is there that much content out there's there?
0: There's a I mean, lot, bro. There's a lot. Because there's some... There's, <laughs> people keep talking about other shows that we're not even talking <laughs> about that are super sci-fi. And we're going to talk about this in the member section.
1: La Brea. Come on, La, we La Brea. We are not
0: talking about La Brea. <laughs> no. I'm sorry. I don't care. If everyone writes in their vote La Brea, it's not happening. (laughs) I am not going to suffer through La Brea.
1: How about that Amazon series with, uh, uh, with the hole in the ground. I watched that first
0: season. Oh, uh, uh, outer range, outer range. That is a weird show. It's a weird show, but you know, but there's also upload. Um, and season three is going to be wild. Um, And uh, they're getting a new season of uh, Raised by Wolves, which I've never even seen, but everyone talks. about I haven't seen that one yet. Like it's like it's magic or something. Um, All right, it's it's a lot of stuff. Okay,
1: let's get over to the comments. Looks like Ken is uh, Ken's also having a weird week. Thank you, Ken, for being empathetic to my weird week, which we've determined is now normal. Um, Yeah,
0: Yellowstone. It's sci-fi Yellowstone. (laughs) So I, it's it not though. So- it's not what that. It's not what it is though. That Shane asked me what's out of range, yeah. and I was like, "Well, oh, it's like you know Yellowstone meets Fringe." And goes, "Never mind. I don't. I don't want to watch it." Yeah. And I was like, I realized that I alienated someone when I said that. It's it, it's Yellowstone in setting, but it's not Yellowstone.
1: Yeah. There's like mountains and it's like Montana and cowboys. Uh, but, yeah. But see, the acting is so great. So that's what's interesting about that show is that you have, you know, James uh, Brolin, Josh Brolin, Josh Brolin, and you have, uh, and I, I don't know off the top of my head, the actor from, uh, that I love from um, the Kevin Costner's, uh, he was the bad guy in, in um, the mail, the, the, the mailman. Waterworld? The Postman. Postman. Oh. In The Postman. He was the bad guy in that. He was also in, uh, with Bruce Willis in, uh, where they went up to the Comet and, Planted bombs. He was in that movie with anyways. Great actor. He kind of plays the villain. Um gets weird. I'm just curious as what's gonna happen.
0: Uh Norman, the showrunners from the Expanse, they are moving to a new series. They're moving to the boys spin-off series. Are they gonna make
1: that one really slow and drawn out too? I'm kind of boring. Is the boys slow and drawn out? No, the expanse. Oh, the expanse
0: was It's funny because, like, The Expanse started off so, like, strong. And I think yeah. that, like, they're like, well, we need six seasons. So. <laughs> and I love I love the story of The Expanse. It's so good. But it became so expansive, no pun intended. It literally became an, the expanse of a TV show. Right. It's, yeah, like, it's let's like, let's start oh off real gosh. fast-paced and, like, here's all this information. Be and now let's slow it way down and make sure. That there are multiple episodes where the story doesn't move whatsoever.
1: <laughs> it's called uh soap operas. Yeah, that's
0: it. I mean it's still a great hell of a story, but it's still I, a good
1: story. They, yeah. They, I mean, they, it's but like, they
0: dragged out that good story. They dragged it out for probably one more season than they had to, to be it's honest. It's just slow. It's just slow. And the books did the books did get a very sort of SJW vibe to it. No offense it? to SJWs out there, but it became
1: I don't know. No, I, I wanna offend SJWs. It just frankly.
0: it it started so, so there's two kinds of SJWs. There's people that think SJWs is like I'm a social justice warrior and they think it's a good thing because they care about people. And let me tell you oh, something. Oh, that's that's okay. Yeah, those are good people. That's okay. But that's not what the pulp culture version of that word means now right right so if you care about people it's great you should keep caring about people that's that's important it's important to care and have empathy if you, for you care about this
1: person but want to stomp the other person's face that's where you call
0: that's them. where you become the new version yeah. of an SJW, and it hurts it physically hurts to yes. see that happening because i'm like and, and we're, you're seeing it happening more and more in in, in books and video games and tv shows and literally every mm-hmm. single medium and i have i have i have something for this ready because we run everything. <laughs> Again, what a, I can't. I mean, the, we got more than Will, right? Can't we get uh, that other guy who put himself in front of the, the green screen? I have, I have another one where he, where he talks about like video games and blah 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 blah. Oh, oh this is pick a video. What about the
1: pick a movie? Pick a television show? Pick the news? Oh, or go. <laughs> you go need, ahead. you need to go get the flexing. Uh, the guy who went crazy, the actor, young actor who uh, has that great speech.
0: Oh yeah, I, I got a lot, but it takes like it takes like a long time to load these. Oh, okay. You don't even know how long it takes. It's it's sort of silly. I believe. But it. what I'm saying is, so far every book, every video game, every movie, every TV show, if you grade if you grade it on a curve, right? You don't go, oh well that 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 t- that movie did a lot of money and critics loved it, but it still had like a 13 percent audience score. So these things are. Generally failing, the second you introduce this very extreme ideology, they start to fail. And they fail hard. And it doesn't matter how loved or how endeared this particular IP was, this story, this book, this video game, whatever. It doesn't matter. The second you start introducing those um, story points and those sort of preachy, off-the-wall off, off the wall extreme ideologies, it doesn't matter how much the people loved it, they immediately start to hate it. Immediately. And I got to be honest, as someone who was a massive, no pun intended, Mass Effect fan, I played one, two, three, over and over and over again. I thought the story was great. The gameplay was great. The world was expansive. The characters were amazing. Absolutely awesome. Four came out. And they started going woke. And they started introducing all these weird sort of extreme ideologies. And they started like, changing the models of characters to sort of like fit people's perception of what they should look like or what they shouldn't look like. And the game was horrible. Not even because the story was bad. That was bad. But somehow they put so much emphasis on changing the story that they never even finished the game. You couldn't even like move properly. Everything was, uh, was wonky. They didn't want anyone to make a character that was, that can possibly be sexualized. So they dumbed down the game to the point where it was basically a mobile game. And a lot of people spent sixty dollars on a game that was, to the, in their minds and to my minds, pretty much worthless, because hmm. I, I wish it would have just stopped at three and it wouldn't have wrecked the franchise that I love. So that's yeah, what's yeah. happening. Makes sense. Uh, you want to talk about what we have coming up? Yeah, we're talking about uh, Rings of Power. Speaking of uh... no, no, oh
1: uh, well, yeah, okay, oh that. Go ahead, yeah. I was like, what we have coming up as a channel.
0: Oh, oh, okay, yeah, yeah, go, go, go. So yeah, we've got
1: some some interesting stuff coming up, guys. We're uh, tomorrow. Are we off the audio on the on the live? On the oh Unleashed? no, we're not. Sorry, guys. Uh, if you guys want, come on over. We're gonna yeah, talk about some fun stuff. But there's we gotta still go. some
0: people watching on the Unleashed channel. I love you guys so much. Please hit the like button. But come over to the members section. And if and- not, we'll see you next Thursday. No problem. We yeah, if not, guys. then yeah, yeah, we'll see you next Thursday. Bye, guys. Bye, Bye, guys. Bye. Bye guys. Bye, guys. All right, we're done streaming. <laughs> Bye, guys.
1: Buggers. um Save yeah so God. because yeah listen if you're a member and you've paid to you know to be here with us then we want to make sure you're getting stuff that nobody else is getting
0: because you're literally uh, the reason we're here we're the you're you are the reason there's a live show that's true there would have never been a live show without the members yeah i know that i know there's we we got a big live show going on on the other channel now which is great but yeah. that wouldn't have happened that channel probably wouldn't have happened it wouldn't exist. Yeah. It wouldn't exist if it weren't for members. The only reason we saw a po- a point to even doing that is because you were supporting us here. We're like, okay, well, we gotta, we need to make sure that you're getting, you know, the same support from us that you're giving us, and then and and that is what spun off that main that other channel.
1: Right, and if you guys, uh, for those of you guys who are associate producers and above, right, is that where it is? for you guys that are, that are at that level, you know, and if you haven't seen our prime, the prime videos at the end, some of you got some names up there. So go check that out. um, And we really appreciate you guys' support.
0: Or if you were, um, I also added, if you were a member for uh, a year or longer, because, because we got a couple people who hit their anniversaries, their anniversary dates. And so I added, I added them to the credits too.
1: Yeah, we should definitely, as we go forward, add like a two-year, three-year. We should like add, like make it even more, bigger, better for if you've stayed all that time.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah like uh, what's, Mil- I can't pronounce her name, Mary something. I put her in the credits because she's been here for a year. And of course, Kenneth, well, you've been here for a year, a year strong. I never see her comment. I never see her, t- she just supports us. Yeah. So yeah. you're going to get a credit, okay? And, and as
1: John Burns says here, come over to the member section. We have cookies. We do. We have, you cookies. know, so gosh, oatmeal so cookies?
0: Right Come on, we don't, i don't want to go to. <laughs> no one wants oatmeal cookies, Kenneth. No, one. wait, no, but he says oatmeal chocolate chip. Oh, and those are combine like combine the two. Yeah, so uh, oh, so this, this this is the great thing about oatmeal and chocolate chip cookies. Ready? Oatmeal and chocolate chip cookies makes you think, oh, they're not that unhealthy, but then <laughs> yeah. then you add the chocolate chips and it became, it's a sleeper snack it's like it's a sleeper snack I like it's that. like oh it could it could have a lot of fiber but here's a ton of sugar boys
1: <laughs> it's coming yeah. even the oatmeal has sugar but okay so let's talk about what's what's coming so so saturday the show the video we were supposed to put out tuesday and thursday that did not come out that is now coming out saturday if i have to kill someone to make it happen don't
0: don't kill anybody shane
1: uh, all right. I won't kill anybody. If get, somebody dies, dies near, near me, I, I didn't do it.
0: Look, in this day and age, you can't kill anyone without getting caught. Well, there is one way, but I can't share it here. But you can't kill anyone getting caught. If you get caught, then who's going to write the script? Who's going to voice it? I can't do this alone. It's I can possible. do it from prison. I think they'll let me have a, I don't know, recorder okay. or something. All right. All right. Um, but Ooh, seriously. Raisin oatmeal cookies are the worst because you think they're <laughs> chocolate chip oatmeal cookies and you <laughs> bite into those suckers. and You're like, and
1: it's oh, a raisin. A raisin? <laughs> Who does this? sorry go ahead well apparently john burns does sorry john you know brian doesn't like your raisin oatmeal i will say this if there is no chocolate around i will i will come down to a raisin oatmeal and be totally okay with that
0: bro let me tell you something to me raisin oatmeal cookies and this is just my opinion Uh, if you like it fine but to me raisin oatmeal cookies is like making pizza with any other cheese but mozzarella it's Mm. not an actual it's not an actual cookie it's just a cookie in shape, okay? Bro,
1: you, if you throw some cheddar cheese on top of a pizza, I got to tell you, it's a good thing.
0: Oh, cheddar uh, cheddar, mozzarella mix, fine. Yeah, okay, okay. But if uh, you... This if, is not what people paid to if see. You, if you If I <laughs> order a pizza and you give me a pizza with cheddar... Obviously, hungry. With goat cheese and cheddar, I'm going to throw that back at you. I don't know, I want that even remotely close to my body. I'm sorry. They're, you can mix cheeses, but there's mozzarella's got to be in the pizza or it's not pizza. That's it.
1: <laughs> Anyways, let's talk about what's coming. So, uh, on this upcoming video, basically Patrick Stewart has basically come out and said, "Yeah, I didn't want the I didn't want the crew of the TNG. I love them. You know, we had a great run, but I this is I didn't want them for Picard." Yeah. And so we're gonna go and we're gonna we're gonna actually tell that story. We're gonna go back to the beginning and kind of talk about some things that he talked about there, and then we're gonna talk about how this change was made, why it was changed, and how it actually impacts the future of Star Trek going forward. And it's basically the teeter-totter on the the crux of of the Star Trek franchise is basically this decision to move forward following Strange New Worlds. It's gonna be a good video, so uh, check that out. And then I think coming up uh, next week, we're gonna have another Strange New Worlds video. and I don't have it here in front of me, but we do have a Picard season three theory video coming out. We got all kinds of really cool things coming and it's going to be very exciting, but so stay tuned. Oh, and we, oh, we have a, we got a Stargate.
0: Yeah, this is great. We have a Stargate,
1: yes, Stargate AI two video.
0: Everyone here needs to please not repeat this though. It's supposed to be a surprise. Oh yeah, yeah, so yeah, we trust the, the members. And
1: it's not that big of a deal. So basically what happened was is the, the the folks over at the companion app are getting ready to do, they did the first like Stargate AI thing where, and what that was, was like some guy from Google, some, some uh, science tech guy from Google figured out how to do like computer AI that could make Stargate scripts without Super a person bad. actually writing it. And so the creator of, uh, of Stargate... Um, Brad Wright got all excited about it and decided he wanted to partner with this guy to make a script. So they made a script and then they got all a bunch of the actors from Stargate together to read the parts of the script on this, uh, on this live stream thing through the Companion app. Well, they did the first one. It was a huge success. They're going to do a second one now.
0: And, and who's uh, in the second one? What's that? Who's part of the second one?
1: That's different? Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't, I don't, I don't know.
0: Richard Dean Anderson. He was in the
1: first one, wasn't no, he? No, no, he
0: was, he, he was only there at the very end where he said, oh, Hey okay. boys, he's actually doing the okay. whole script. There's, there's he's an actual doing the, part he's, for Jack. on. Yeah.
1: Okay. So yeah, that's true. So he wasn't the first one, but at the end, this time he has a full role on it. Uh, we've got an exclusive clip, uh, for Samantha Carter, which we can't play yet, but we're going to play for you guys here pretty soon. Um, I got to get the okay. And then uh, that's going to come out next week, I believe. Yeah, next week. So
0: <laughs> MacGyver. Stay tuned. You know what's funny, Archmage? Um, yes, please stay tuned. I'm not trying to step on what you said. When he, when I saw MacGyver, I, re, I, re, I actually tried to watch MacGyver again. I'm trying so hard to watch the old MacGyver. But it's so difficult because CBS. It's not 4K. Okay. I know. No, 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 Shane. I get I, it. No, no, you know what, dude? Okay, shut, no. Look, this is a this is a first world problem. Where was my will? No, Wheaton? no, stop. I can watch. <laughs> he always says this that I can only watch four K sixty fps. No, here's the deal. I can watch, uh, ten eighty p. I can watch seven twenty p. Whoa! But, it, but it's gotta oh. be. It has to be widescreen. We
1: gotta be widescreen. What can't be? <laughs>
0: Yes, yeah, that's true. It's, it's gotta be widescreen. I can watch 720p, but it's gotta be widescreen. In fact, let me give, let me give you guys a little little tease of this, of a uh, of a um, of a, uh, a thing I'm working on here. Let me make sure i okay. So this this is a project I'm working on, and I don't have a lot of time to work on it. But I've been working on this project, and I've been trying to successfully upscale. Um, uh, Enterprise, Star Trek Enterprise, into 10 AP, and I gotta say, okay. I I feel like I've been uh damn damn cl- very close to success. Let me show it to you real quick while we're here. Over okay,
1: here. so you're gonna show us what you've done.
0: Yeah, I well, I got the first episode done. It's just a lot. You of- know what I think
1: we'll do also while you're setting that up? Mm-hmm. Um before anybody else sees this sneak peek for uh the 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 Stargate AI 2 thing that's coming up, mm-hmm. here's what we're going to do. We're going to do a members-only live stream to show you the clip that we got, the 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 exclusive clip before we put it out to everybody else. So we'll put it out to members first and then we'll put it out uh, after that. Yeah. How does that sound? I'm down for
0: that. Yeah, okay. absolutely. Okay, should get it first. So here it is, guys. I have, I'm working on this. It's still a work in progress, but this is Star Trek Enterprise, the pilot episode, that two, the hour and a half long episode, and it's been upscaled digitally, and and carefully into 4K. Before. Doctor Cochrane would be proud of you. I know the big. whole speech by heart. Oops. When's it gonna be ready to fly? Oh, Let oh the paint dry first. No, I mean your ship. It's Too big. Not for a while. It's not even built yet. Wow, it's yeah, huge. How big okay. will it be? Alright, so big. look at this. You can hear bigger the audio. Bigger than
1: Ambassador Pointy's ship. I can hear His it. name is Saval, And
0: he's been very helpful. Oh, yeah. And I told really? you not to call him that,
1: Jonathan. That's yeah, loud. Well Billy, right, be be hey, well, Billy Cook said we'd be flying at warp five by right, right now at the Vulcan. Yeah, well Billy Cook said we'd be flying at warp five for reasons.
0: Alright, so I'm gonna I'm just gonna fast that's forward a little bit be because this is boring. But look at that. Look at this quality. You oh, can see you can see I don't notice any difference. You don't see a difference?
1: No. If we're
0: going to try to embrace... You new don't world. see a difference?
1: Do you it looks the difference? same as the
0: show I'm watching. Oh, my God. You're so full of it, dude. You know I'm not da- full of it. Dude, look at this quality difference. Look at his face. You can see the wrinkles in the, and like the it, marks. It could just be me because I do not have...
1: I, I don't seem to notice the difference in quality in TV. All
0: right, members, let me know. Do you see a difference in yeah. his quality? I, I, and I
1: apologize. Brian really is frustrated at me because I don't notice, like, the Look wonderful the upgrades the and something like I do in, like, our videos. But, like, when he just randomly show, you'd have to show me, like, the old and then to see the new for me to really appreciate the change.
0: Look at that quality difference. Okay. All right. You don't see it. That's like, fine. side by side. Yeah, I guess you're I guess you're right. I get, but my, in my opinion, remember, this right here used to be 480p. That's it. It was. It was. Is that what it was? Yeah, 40? it was TV grade. And now, look at this. This is 1080p easily.
1: I'm sure you're right because you always do make it look way better. That's but true. I don't recognize it because I can't see it side by side. And oh like, yes, but I have no problem watching letterbox. I have no <laughs> problem watching the old format. TV. Hey, Archmage, I got you, bro i got you Wait, did you just we're just gonna watch this episode uh, here we go thank <laughs> you thank you decon this is the number one scene of all uh, This. enterprise this is
0: the enterprise upscale to 1080p this,
1: this scene got my attention
0: right away look at that quality though you can see the hairs on his arms dude
1: i know what you're going for to try to get this uh quality now.
0: well yeah obviously <laughs> now I know why you did it I tell you <laughs> you guys let We're me about know. to like
1: that's supposed to be like a nSF NSFW, right there I mean I'm telling you that scene is the most uh, what do I want to say sexually charged scene of all of Star trek 100 percent right? it is
0: it is very charged um, I mean yeah if you guys want me to i will uh I will put that up on a Dropbox link. <laughs> Just for you. No, 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 not like that one scene. Deal. No, no, the whole episode. But you know, obviously, you got to <laughs> keep it low down because I'm pretty sure that's pirating. But if you want to see the 1080p 4K glory that I've done, I will. I will go ahead. Yeah, I'm not paying attention to the hair on his arms. Right. That's what I was saying. <laughs> Look, I'll, it's I'll, like uh, J- J- Jolene Blaylock. It's like holy cow. I'll put it up on a Dropbox just for members. You guys, let me know if you guys want that. Because my my goal oh, no, is yeah,
1: uh, Brian. Uh, 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 yeah. Or no. Yeah. Yeah. Go
0: ahead. Yeah. No, <laughs> yeah, no, don't do it. The thing is, the thing is, here's the deal. Uh, we were going to be using the reason I started that is because we were going to be doing a, uh, an enterprise video, I thought, and I was trying to get ahead of the game oh, and get yeah. the episodes we needed because the flocks video, we're still going to do it. Yeah. Okay. So that's why I started doing it in the first place. Okay, so I think it's time to move on from uh, Enterprise. Pretty
1: close. Yeah, oh, see, it says uh, John Burns at Brian at Shane. Are you guys interested in watching the remastered Babylon 5 or are you still Philistines? (laughs) No, no, I've been
0: watching it. I've been watching it. And I got to say that whoever remastered that, whatever company remastered that, is very talented because I remember and I've downloaded the old Babylon 5 and it was horrible. On HBO Max right now, we were going to do a, bad, a history of Babylon 5, but I was like, I can we can't do it because there's no good Babylon 5 copies out there. And then we went to HBO Max and we found that copy. And I'm about eight episodes in of Babylon 5 right now. And I can watch it because it's widescreen and it's high quality. Mm. And even though the story in the first season is clearly stupid slow, like, God, it's so slow. I feel <laughs> like if I get past that first season and I know the characters, I'll like it the way you guys do.
1: I'm trying so hard. I've watched two episodes and I'm just struggling to go further and I want to. I'm going I'm going to uh but I'm just not there yet. So I am still a Philistine but I'm working on being a full-fledged Jew, I guess, right? Is that is that what I'm working towards? If I'm not a Philistine, I want to be a, you know, Hebrew, right? I want to be from Israel. I mean, if I'm not That's a not Philistine. That's not the
0: kind of Philistine he's talking about, bro. Really? I mean, isn't that what a Philistine is? And, no, because uh, the Philistines were unwashed dogs. So they were like savage. That that, that term yes. is a pop culture term. It has nothing to do with Jews. Well, if you're, a, but no, it is. It came from the Bible. So if you were a Philistine, right? You are an unwashed dog, savage.
1: Right. Then that means if. You need to be one of the Hebrew types to okay. not be so All dirty, right? Oh, right.
0: All right.
1: John I'm just Burns, saying.
0: John Burns gave us a super chat. The land
1: Bryce. of milk and honey, baby. That's <laughs> where I'm going.
0: <laughs> John Burns says, Brendan Fraser and R- 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 Rachel White's are the Harrison Ford and carry on on the new one. Oh, is that from um, uh, The Mummy? Oh, yeah. He's talking
1: about The Mummy, hey. right? Thank you for the five dollars, John. Um is that a new millennium did, What didn't
0: they come out when I like twenty years ago?
1: Are the are the are the Harrison Ford and Karen Allen of the new millennium? I mean, I did like the first mummy movie. I mean, I love Rachel Rachel White's. I think she's gorgeous. Yeah. Brendan got jacked. I mean, that dude's not gonna be back,
0: but no, that guy, first off, he's he's bigger than I am now and he's balding. The guy had a rough guy had a rough go at he it. He missed his it, time, it. he had a
1: rough go of it, yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> philistines were a people group <laughs> there you go that's right the mummy is yeah there you go i do i that's did good. like the mummy
0: you know i i also liked um the scorpion king for one reason kelly hugh look it up all right fair enough that's all i'm gonna say uh
1: listen i, I i'm saying that you have to get through the first season of babylon five that's what they're saying you got to get through it'll you'll be okay after the first season i'm so close. we gotta keep
0: pushing brian i'm so close <laughs> i'm so close man <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Let's get into the news, shall we, dude? Yes, let's do it. <clears throat> All right, we are talking about Amazon's Ring. Sorry, Rings of Power. They recently had a little presentation that leaved that left the Tolkien experts stunned. stunned. And and I believe. Okay, you you know where I'm going with this, but be, before I let you go on your clearly rant, I could see you literally chomping at the bit. I mean, it's not a rant per se, but yeah. I can okay. see your eyes are like, okay, get through what you guys say so I can get, get what I gotta say. <laughs> You're taking a long time with those my, pauses. My yeah. bad. Amazon uh, rolled out the red carpet, so to speak. <laughs> they brought people over to whatever. They wined and dined them. They showed them the best of the city and they, they showed them new footage and the director was excited, and now everyone's getting excited. Everyone, but a lot of people are getting really excited about this. People that were previously very hostile toward the new series, and boy, do I think it is—it is bad. I do not that the show is bad, but I think this—you can't trust any of their opinions, and not because they're bad people, but because you just like any other reviewer that was wine and dine in Dubai before Fast and Furious nineteen. Right. They're gonna enjoy the experience, so their opinion of the show or the movie or the footage is gonna be through rose-colored glasses. It's smart. Show the picture. Scroll down and show the picture
1: of uh, the of the people there, and they all have this look on their face of uh, they're really having a good time. So yes, and what, what happened? So the the Amazon X ex- this and it's brilliant. It's brilliant it's by brilliant. Amazon. you know they took them to Oxford where where JRR Tolkien taught and walked in his footsteps through the annals of where he went. And these are like, these are not just Tolkien experts. I mean, if you're an expert, then you're a fan, right? right. So these are Tolkien super fans right. that are also experts. And so when you're walking in Tolkien's shoes and you're being in the places he was being in, and then they they have a special viewing for you in like a room that's historic and, and just encompasses everything that's happened. Yeah, you're gonna have a little bit of rose colored glasses.
0: Yes, and I'm not even blaming them. Of course, of course, your opinions are going to be highly altered when you make YouTube videos and posts talking about how great it was, and saying that like this is my honest opinion it has nothing to do with the, the uh, you know with with uh, what the you know the gift bags they gave us. Yeah, maybe it doesn't have anything to do with the gift bags they gave you, but they, you got you had an entire trip. You were flown across the world, giving gift bags treated like kings i don't think even if you want to be your most honest you cannot be as honest as you possibly think you are being when you are sitting with the director
1: (laughs) well and here's the other thing to understand now there is there is nuance to this there is an exception like most of the people that that have a problem with what's coming with rings of power are afraid of the acting and the story that's going to be told what these people saw uh, was not that what they were given images of was basically the world that we're about to see. They didn't get a whole bunch of acting. They got sets and scenery and settings. And uh, and what's interesting is, is um, uh, the one ring.net who was in attendance explained that um, that it really was more in line with Peter Jackson's Lord of the Rings trilogy. It looked like that. Um, And so it, it, That's why it's being, I mean, of course, that trilogy in The Lord of the Rings was gorgeous the way it was done. And so if you can emulate that, and by the way, they did shoot in New Zealand, right, to gather that same look, then that's what the people seem to be excited about. And we are yet to be determined as to, you know, what type of story they're going to tell, whether it's in line with the way The Lord of the Rings is expected to be, or whether they're going to make some huge changes in an effort to um, line up with, Current world philosophical differences.
0: <laughs> that was a that was a landmine you just navigated properly. <laughs> Thank you, sir. Thank that you. was amazing. That was like, I was I just watched your brain in real time. That was amazing. <laughs> Breaking yeah. down, baby, Break it down. Yeah. So you know, and if you, and if you go through this, and I'm not I'm, I'm not saying we haven't seen it, so we don't know if Rings of Power is good or not. But, we don't. We really don't. Yeah, we don't. But from every rep- report we've gotten and from trailers and whatnot, we're sort of gleaning that there is some problems canonically with a lot of things. It looks like they're like they're maybe going in a direction with, as anti-canon for the sake of uh, you know real-world real world politics. And that's a bummer if that's the case. And it seems to be the case. This report from Run, Run One Ring and the other uh super fans and reviewers that were there, this doesn't actually change our the perceived the the current perceived opinion of what's happening before we can actually see the show. Because this they didn't show them anything in the show. They wine and dined. They got them. the first 10 minutes or so, yeah. <clears throat> they gave them all kinds of gifts. They gave them a bunch of stuff. They showed them they showed them they showed them uh fantastical things. They had a lot of heart and they had a lot of Um, excitement. And so this doesn't actually change anything. You know, it's great that they, I'm glad they got that, but your experience as a viewer is not going to be this, right? Mm -hmm. Your experience as a viewer is going to be watching it on your computer or your Roku or whatever. And it's going to be about the story. And if the story doesn't line up canonically and if they make a lot of, um, changes and, um, they move the story around a lot to sort of, you know, preach, a specific ideolic message, then you're going to have the same problems with it. You have with it now, given the images and the, and the story points and the casting you've seen already. Yeah. So, so
1: they, they basically got to see the first 20 minutes. And I think Ken over here even mentioned the first 10 to 20 minutes of the first episode in this article, they talk about, they got to see about 20 minutes of footage. Um, and across the board, apparently they reported that the footage re- re- relieved many of their biggest fears regarding the quality of the production, uh, which is a good thing. So the quality is going to be high. It's just, you know, what's going to happen with the story. I don't think that they know that yet. And um, that's going to hinge on everything. You know, it's got to be believable. The people who love the Lord of the Rings, they've got a lot of leeway in this story because there is no story about this timeframe. Not really. There's uh, you know, there's an outline from Tolkien um, and there's a lot of, Lineage and things like that, but not a story, really. And so they they have a lot of leeway and they just need to stick to, you know, a basic idea of what, you know, of how the story would be told. Um, and then they're going to be OK, but yet to be determined.
0: Yeah, that's that's very true. OK, yeah. So listen, uh hate to give your hopes up. But if you read this and you were like, oh, man, maybe Rings of Power is great. <laughs> Nothing changes. We're still it's in the same place. will huh? look great. It's gonna look good. Well, yeah, but we knew it was gonna look good based on the teaser, right?
1: Well, they got twenty minutes of it. The teaser gave us what sixty seconds. That's so.
0: true. That's fair. Okay. Well, you know what? Before we move on, please make excited for it. Thanks. Sorry, OBS randomly reconnected. <laughs> All right, chat time. Chat time. Chat time. That was weird. OBS like randomly like decided to disconnect and reconnect. They know we're talking about Lord of the Rings and Amazon's like, whoa, whoa, whoa (laughs) there, buddy.
1: Shut them down, YouTube. Shut Shut them down.
0: down. Anyway. All right, we are talking about Upload, renewed for season three. And this time, this is actual news and not fake news. I'm sorry. Last (laughs) time I said this, that wasn't accurate. Apparently, Amazon has finally renewed Upload for season three. And what this article states basically is that Amazon is uploading a new season of Upload. Ooh. Oh God, Dad! Jokes. They had to,
1: or they would have looked really dumb.
0: Yeah. So what's what's going on here, bro?
1: Um. Okay, I'll tell you what's going on. Upload season one, great show. Great. Upload season two,
0: eh? eh it's okay.
1: And so, but they had to. They left it on a real cliffhanger that they got to do season three, and they basically have this whole situation where, uh, you know, this corporation is about to like kill all the poor people. Um, so they did have to come back for season three. It's not that it's a bad show. It's that it's, a, it's that I have lost my excitement for it based on how season two ended. How do you feel about it?
0: So I think season one was better than season two for, for one big reason. Okay. A lot of the enjoyment of season one was understanding, exploring this new yes. world. True. True. And in season two, we sort of stopped doing hmm. that. In fact, a healthy portion of season two is spent out in the woods where it's very <laughs> yeah. not science fiction. And you were like, and I, I was totally disinterested in that. Like, I don't want to see science fiction where it's in the future, but but they but it takes place in the mud. You know, I know also the mystery.
1: But, what? So the, they, they also, the science fiction is gone, but also the mystery. So we were unraveling the story of how this dude ended up getting killed in season one. Right. And now in season two, we kind of have the answers to everything. Kind of. And so it's like now it's now they're trying to, Well, I don't want to ruin it for everybody, but I mean, obviously, hopefully you've seen it that, you know, he downloads back into his body.
0: Right. And but it's so like a now temporary we're, download. Right.
1: Yeah, because, and it shows the very last thing we see is, of course, he's, you know, his nose bleeds. So that means his head may explode shortly.
0: <laughs> <Man>.
1: <laughs> so, I mean, it's just, they left us on this cliffhanger. And I think you're right. The lack of sci-fi, the lack of of time spent in the uploaded world. I mean, I love some of the things they did with, you know, sending them to the to the two gig, was it the two gig space? Oh, two, the meg? two gig, yeah. You know, where, where... You know anything they did, they end up frozen. I mean, that's fantastic. Yeah, they run
0: out of data. It was
1: it was really such a great and smart, intelligent thing. It's Greg Berlanti, right? That, that's, right. That, yeah. That, you know, which makes sense. He's from The Office. He's done some. No, of the great Greg things.
0: Daniels from The Office. It was Greg
1: Daniels, you're right. Greg Daniels. And um, you know, it's upload is is interesting. And going into season three, of course, we're going to get the the continuation of the story. The sad thing is,
0: there's no way we get a season four, right? I mean. I don't see how. Because um, they're going right. to conclude this character's story. Right. Uh, so, yeah, exactly.
1: He's so, probably... I mean,
0: you know you know what would, be, what, would, what would be very cheap? Is if he concludes by downloading into his body and hanging out with his girl. That would be cheap. I mean, that would... Oh, you mean that would be cheap? <laughs> I think it would be cheap if all this and he was able to download into a fresh body and live happily ever after. I think it's got to yeah. end with him in as part of the upload system. I think it needs to end with both him and her uploaded. Right. And maybe their own little freeware freeware or whatever city. Yeah. I have a feeling this is going
1: to go very like free guy where they're going to like write their own happily
0: ever after. That'd be cool. Um, So there was some parts of season two. I did really like spoiler alert. If you haven't seen it, I liked the idea of like the digital babies. I thought that was hilarious.
1: That was pretty funny, a little bit weird, but funny.
0: Yeah. And the more money you spent, the better AI baby you got or whatever.
1: That was, yeah, that was good.
0: And like, if you didn't spend a whole lot of money, it, the baby you got was just dumb and mean and cried a lot. And like, <laughs> it looked stupid. Well,
1: and they actually had a, a like a, um, a kind of a touching moment with the the redheaded uh, uh, doorman who plays kind of the slapstick role. Right. And right, right. where he actually said, you know, I, you got, you let me live a full life you know and I, if there was a moment where you're like oh that was kind of touching oh and he's AI he's not even a person yeah he's AI well he's based on that other person who came in which was kind of weird that was right. very meta
0: yeah that was meta yeah. um yeah so that's great um I am I I enjoy it a lot about this show I want to see more in this world I do believe that the biggest problem with season two is that they spent too much time outside the grid um outside the you know, digital whatever and too much time like planting crops and stuff i don't care about that um they need to get back to the roots they need to go back into like the weirdness of the grid no free guy concept and they could technically continue this show um but continue it from the aspect of of building a whole new frontier inside of uh that new free version that, that he built and I love that
1: idea, but I just get this strong feeling that they're not that they're not going to this just feels like a three season show to me. Yeah. You know what I mean? It just feels that way. And, and the fact that they did take so long to kind of renew for a third season uh, meant they were kind of on the fence and probably feel like, oh, wow. Well, we got prime members who are going to be real mad if we don't finish the story.
0: Right. But they yeah. just, it just
1: yeah. didn't feel like their heart was in season two.
0: Yeah, and season one was so successful for them. Mm-hmm. They probably have plenty of runway for season three, right? Because season one was very successful. They they actually reported uh, like tons of sign-ups and stuff because of this one show. Just like the boys, like you know, the boys, they have a lot of runway on the boys, even though the boys is a much more expensive show. True. Um. Yeah. So you know what? That's uh. I still want a season two, season three, only if, only if it just completes the story. That's great. Um, I want to see how they complete it. They started they started very strong. They got in the weeds a little bit on season two. I believe they can finish this very strong. I believe in Greg Daniels. He's very good at finishing TV shows. He finished the office. he finished Parks and Rec in very satisfying, funny ways. and it really works. I think I think they can do it here. And I hope it happens. But uh, that's my opinion. What's your opinion?
1: Yep, let's let us hear in the comments below. please like and subscribe. Yeah, for more, uh, you know, weird stuff that we're going to talk about. Yeah,
0: we're talking about all kinds of weird stuff.
1: So weird stuff.
0: Yeah, hit all that buttons and let us know in the comment section what you think. Mm-hmm. See you tomorrow.
1: But all well, right. let's see what you guys thought. Have you, are you guys upload people over here, <clears throat> members? Did you watch upload? We've got an Andromeda question. What did you? What did you guys think of Andromeda? Uh, I like Kevin Sorbo. Are you talking about me? uh art mage asked random oh. questions what did what do people think of i love it. i andromeda. love andromeda
0: i love you know what i love uh i love that show when i was younger um probably probably because of um hercules daniel jackson's wife whatever her name is oh okay what's uh what's michael shank's wife's name i have no idea she was in but I, I
1: can see her face I have an idea for a final season, but it's dark and doesn't fit the show. Ooh. Uh, I want to hear that. Is it like Matrix level where robots come in and put everybody in the Matrix?
0: Yeah. Le- uh, Lexa Alexa Doig, Doig. She played a doctor in SG-1, and she's <clears throat> married to Michael Shanks. Okay. She was great in that show. And, uh, of course, so was Kevin Sorbo.
1: Yep. Mage got you there. Lexa Doig.
0: Okay. Oh my god a matrix like it like it it ends the way it ends is with like the machines taking over a bunch of redheaded machines
1: (laughs) that'd be cool and how about they're already in an upload and so it's an upload of an upload oh it's not like everything happened is already in an upload
0: i love it i love it and the true master of it is the one ai guy he's like is the one (laughs) redheaded
1: guy yeah he's the guy who did it all
0: Yeah, I like that.
1: And he sits at his computer as it pulls back and he's got everybody uploaded. <laughs>
0: That's the, a good way and to and end it. And the world behind him is just like a dystopian completely. There's nothing A dystopian left. hell. Yeah. Right? He's one guy like robots
1: that. destroying things in the distance. Yeah, yeah that'd be cool. <clears throat>
0: All right, let's talk about uh, what, we, what we've what we been trying to avoid. What we've got, we got to talk about.
1: It. Oh, wait, see, Mage has it. So basically a plague or something takes out most of the real life on earth and the only surviving humans are the uploaded, so technically only the dead survive. Dude, that's basically what we just said. Archmage, we were like brain connected here right yeah, now, but so. Who keeps the
0: computers running?
1: <clears throat> why, why do you got just Discovery season four of this thing? We don't need to understand it <laughs> to for it to be good. Archmage and I got this.
0: You right? know what's funny is there was a a movie <clears throat> with with um Matt Damon where he became, like, small. <clears throat> really? So they can, like, yeah. So so there was this new thing in the future where you can be shrunk and put into this community. And every, every real dollar was worth so much more um, uh, of the smaller dollars. So, like, let's say you had $10,000 saved up. Mm-hmm. You can shrink yourself, and that would give you five hundred thousand dollars, or some—I don't know—forgot the conversion—in the shrunk world. So if you wanted to well, retire, think- you can, and you don't have a lot of money, or or if you want to retire, you know, in a mansion, you could because in the shrunk world, everything is much cheaper because everything's smaller. And you Interesting. down. Is that down a Netflix this, show? No, it was a movie, and they shrunk you down this little, you know, this mount, and you you lived in your uh, shrunk big big giant house, and it's beautiful area and your ten thousand dollars was like made you a millionaire oh it's called downsizing right i never saw it i need to go watch it in my mind that was very very similar to upload but i think upload just did it better it's from 2017 right maybe that's where uh Daniel's got it from yeah maybe mm. there's some pretty funny moments okay mm. ready I am always ready. We are talking about Avatar and the Way of the Water. <laughs> or I would like to say Avatar 2, the sequel no one asked for. Or Avatar, th- we got to say it right, yeah. Avatar 2, a sequel that came way too late and no one cares about. <laughs> or let's just call it what it is. Avatar 2, <laughs> the Way of the Water. What
1: what's funny is the actors in it are fantastic, too. You got Michelle Yeoh, you've got Zoe Saldana, and you've got Sam Worthington. And what's it's hilarious because you're not going to see them
0: because they're avatars. Because, yeah, they're digital. They're digital avatars.
1: I mean, yeah. If you're excited about seeing Avatar 2, then that's cool. And it's very yeah. possible that there are a lot of young people who are maybe, you know, 15 to 25 or, you know, when this – first movie came out. Oh my gosh. Am I aging myself? Wait, how old were you when this movie came out? I'm not going to answer that question. Okay. So, uh, avatar came out in 2005, 2006. Yeah. Anyways, the point is, is that maybe there's people who are looking forward to seeing it cause it had some sort of impact on them. But when it came out for me anyways, I really, it I didn't think it was that great of a movie. Everybody was just in love with the way it looked, which it did look good. Came out two thousand nine, um, two thousand nine. Okay, so but as a as a guy who's not all about, I'm surprised. Like you're not a huge Avatar fan. No, because it was like groundbreaking the visuals. Yeah, when it came out.
0: Yeah, but the story sucked, bro. That's the problem, right? It's always about the story. Yeah, listen, I love, and I, I if 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 you've seen this show before, you could I love a good graphics. I love groundbreaking gr- visual effects. The more pixels the better man give me that 8k one you know wizardly wonderland of magic and whatever i don't care it's beautiful but if that's not all wrapped in a good story there's literally no point i mean look they got giovanni
1: rabisi sigourney weaver i mean they have Edie falco there's so many
0: people in this movie yeah so what's the problem here why why did you not like the original avatar because it was boring it was boring because it was pokemon pocahontas in space and they spent all this effort no offense they spent all this effort on making this groundbreaking 3d uh experience but they didn't spend more than five minutes to actually name the mineral on the planet
1: right right And, and they took so long to show us all the stuff that it just took away from
0: the story so it took forever you know, for it to be engaging or to figure it out. Yeah. So you know what it reminded me of? It reminded me of like one of one of those like when Nvidia comes out with a new graphics card and they like when they when you yeah. do the when you do the test, it's like it mm-hmm. has this like beautiful 3D world mm-hmm. that's being rendered by your card to show you how good your card is. That's right. That's what Avatar was. Avatar was like one of those cool 3D tests that you can watch once and be like, that looked cool. That was cool 3D. I think I'm glad technology is going this direction. Yeah. But the story was wasn't there. I didn't care very much about the characters. I didn't care very much about the Smurfs. Um Yeah, they they looked a little weird. Yeah, yeah. I didn't care very much about the main character. I actually sort of understood the bad guy a little bit. He was just doing his job. They did I don't I didn't care. And the second they said unobtainium, unobtainium, I was like, ugh, what is that? <laughs> like, man, yeah. who uh, wrote that one? James Cameron, come on! Not a come like, on, like man. not able You're to sh- obtain. Like, come on! You're so much better than this, dude. So the thing is, this world is like big and beautiful and gorgeous. But like the story, we've already seen this story. We saw it in a you know a Disney movie. We saw it in. We saw it in a lot. Actually, we've seen this in a lot of Disney movies. This is a very common story. It's Pocahontas. That's what it is. And John Smith meets the native. You know, he goes native, blah, blah, blah. So, well, this story is very going to be similar. Right. Because,
1: yeah, I mean, just the synopsis here. Jake Sully lives with his newfound family formed on the planet of Pandora. Once a familiar threat returns to finish what was previously started, Jake must work with uh, Natiri and the army of the Navi race to protect their planet
0: sound familiar yeah yeah i mean at least it's a continuation i guess i mean that's true i mean so
1: you could watch them back to back and probably catch an hour nap in there and still not (laughs) (laughs) lose.
0: here's the deal one thing we know before we start this trailer is we probably probably know that graphically i'm sure it's going to be stunning visually right
1: it will be stunning
0: and if they I, and if they release this in, not in three D, they're making a massive mistake. Considering Avatar is what literally kicked off the three D thing. You know, you know why I don't like
1: Avatar? Well, can I be real with you here for a second? Yeah, let me be real with all you guys, and just let me just be honest here. I hate that it's one of the top grossing movies of all time. So do I. Because of its graphics and the people that flooded to the movie theater because it was marketed as being something nobody had ever seen before. And now for the rest of freaking history time, we have to deal with it being on the top of the charts and they just didn't earn it. It wasn't good enough to be up there with Star Wars and with, frankly speaking, even uh, um, Endgame. It just, it doesn't deserve to be up there. Yeah. You know, or with yeah. Titanic, which is another James Cameron movie. And to borrow it doesn't a phrase deserve from, to be at the top.
0: Yeah. To borrow a phrase from Archmage, it's the Philistines mm-hmm. that think that because it made a ton of money, <laughs> it deserves to be it deserves to stand next to these iconic, you know, blockbusters.
1: It does. And it taints it for me that it's it earned, great, it earned a bunch of money, but it doesn't mean it's a great movie.
0: Dude, you know what it took for Endgame <laughs> to get to where it was?
1: Twelve other movies, sixteen other movies, or whatever. Yeah, Yeah.
0: twelve other movies. Backstory, story that spanned twelve movies, motivations and character development that took twelve movies to get there. When, let me tell you something. When Captain America picks up that hammer for the first time, that's not just fan service. Let me be clear. Maybe you didn't get the whole story, but there was a moment in Age of Ultron, right? Where he goes mm-hmm. to pick up the hammer and it just budges a little bit, but not enough, right? Yeah. And Thor looks at him like, oh, that was interesting. But he couldn't lift it because he wasn't pure of heart. And in that same movie, uh, uh, Vision is able to pick it up. but Why? Because he's pure of heart. So we've established you have to be pure of heart and or chosen to pick up that hammer. Do you know why Captain America was able to pick up that hammer when he was the last Avenger left against Thanos and the Horde? Yep. Because he realized at that moment... That's his death. He's going to die defending his friends. He's going to def- die defending the world that he calls home. And that is as pure as you can get. That pure thought of, I'm going to die here and I'm going to die for my friends. He- it was so pure, he was able to lift that hammer. It wasn't just fan service, it was several movies that built up to that moment so when people got up and cheered it wasn't because he goes oh he's holding the hammer no it's because we've been waiting for this for seven years that movie was that impressive and that moment when he is already lost and his shield is broken and he still buckles it up and he goes i can do this all day another payoff from the very first movie he was in and you know he is going down with the ship, and then you hear in the, in the background, on your left. Another yeah. payoff from another movie, seven movies ago, and yep. the portals start opening. That was the goosebump moment. That was the moment <laughs> where you're like, it doesn't get better than this.
1: Yeah, this is the, that's the moment where you say it deserves to be one of the top grossing movies of all time.
0: And you're telling me Avatar is better. Yeah,
1: it's just, it's not, you know, Avatar 2 is going to cost a billion dollars to make. A billion, would it be, dollars to make. Oh, that And there's an Avatar 3 scheduled. You know, uh, it, it'll be interesting to see if... I'm really, really interested to see if people show up to see Avatar 2. If the reason people went to see Avatar 1 was because of the graphics and how groundbreaking it was supposed to be, but everybody knows the story was just kind of weak... Right. Will they show up for two? Right. Could this be a huge disappointment? Could they lose a ton of money? Very, very possible. No, yeah, I think if this they movie do. doesn't make a billion
0: dollars; it loses money. Yeah. So, Avatar made two point eight four billion dollars. Endgame made two point seven nine. I know. It's really unfortunate. look at the
1: one right under Endgame. I I I right close it. So. Oh, did, you don't
0: have the list. Yeah, that is like really unfortunate. It really is. All right, well, so this is why this is like my biggest gripe with Avatar is not that it exists, is that it, and I think you nailed it, Shane, is that it doesn't deserve the accolades that it that it gets. It doesn't deserve the memories that people. I don't even think people have many mem- memory. Their memories of this is like, oh, first time I got to see 3D. All right, what was the main character's name again? Right. <laughs> John Smith, I don't know. Who cares? All right. So if this well, how many is, of you remember who was in the movie?
1: Zoe Saldana, probably because she went on to do some other stuff. But, because
0: of Marvel, yeah.
1: You know, I mean,
0: I don't remember anyone else. And Sojourney Weaver because she's Sojourney Weaver. That? That's that's <laughs> why. Because that's who she is. Yeah. Okay, so we're gonna we're gonna clip through this trailer and uh, let's go. Ready? let's go oh look at those cool graphics Shane oh my I mean, god it looks about the same as the first one. look at that amazing world look how the hair is dreadlocks fall back is is that how to train your dragon this is a gorgeous movie look at the why the water hits the breakaway it's Oh my God, it's stunning! Look at the water; it's so stunning. It's Final Fantasy 12. <laughs> Final Fantasy.
1: Yeah,
0: it's. Uh... And you know when when we get claimed for this video, you know we're not going to get released <laughs> because we're talking nothing but garbage on the film. I mean, listen, it looks it looks cool, it looks visually good. Notice yeah. how there's zero story in this, though. This is the trailer, Shane.
1: Yeah. Well, wherever we go. I can't. You're not playing the audio, are you? I'm playing
0: okay. a little bit of audio. It's family. Okay, I can't hear it. Oh. But it's. um, I don't know. So there's it, only a couple of lines of dialogue he goes, I know wherever we go, we're family. Looks cool. This, this hang is a, a good, good indicator of what this movie is. Like, there's no story. They're it's not. Fortress. Oh. All right, that's it there there was literally like eight words in the entire trailer. Yeah. You
1: know, yeah, I'm sorry Ken for being sarcastic over this thing. It's just uh, you know, we do have a strong opinion about Avatar. If you guys like it, that's cool. Of course, we always support you. Of course. And and who knows? Maybe it'll come out and we'll be like, "Hey guys, we were wrong. Avatar the Way of Water is is great." Um, but we won't know till December, and I'm sure we'll let you guys know.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No offense, I'm not holding my breath.
1: Okay, I mean, it's just it is what it is. I love James Cameron. I mean, James Cameron. I do is, love James Cameron. Is a master, and I I hate that, you know, I mean, I hate that that he, I hate that he is tied he is tied to this movie in a way when when he's made things like when he's made Titanic when he's made Terminator, you know, it's just like he has better things attached to him that I hate that Avatar is like James Cameron. You know, and he he deserves better, or he can do better, I should say.
0: Yeah, I, I I totally agree. Oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! Look at this! Look at how many avatars are scheduled.
1: Oh, I didn't see that.
0: Uh, so according
1: to this, Avatar. Oh my the, God! Three, the way four, of- and five. Oh my God! That's right. They're doing four movies. Shit. Okay. So this is what they, I forgot to mention this. So originally he actually took uh, all four scripts for three uh, for two, three, four, and five. And he brought it in front of all of his writers at the same time. And they go, went through the entire thing at the same time, because he was afraid that if he went through each script individually, then they would lose focus on the story as a whole. And on that aspect, I have to give him credit. Uh, if this is going to be some sort of sweeping epic, he is handling it correctly in the way they create the treatment of the story. Um, but based on the first Avatar, they're going to have to come in hard on Avatar: The Way of Water, and it's going to have to be really good from the beginning in order to convince me.
0: I mean, I guess it's possible. Like, as, as <laughs> much as you know, I disliked the first Harry Potter movie; like, I hated it. But as that. As that story went on, I grew to like uh, Harry Potter in my being forced to watch it um, because the characters got better and the story got better as it went. So maybe that's it's possible. Um, but yeah, there's uh, Avatar 2, 3, 4, and 5 and they're already in... They're filming. They're, they're, dude, 3 is in post-production, dude. It's
1: happening, man. One way or the other.
0: Yeah. Who knows? Maybe in this channel like two years we're like, Right, we're making these new we Avatar theories. <laughs> we
1: were we were idiots. The avatars the, the
0: Avatar, yeah. the Avatar yeah.
1: movies are amazing stories. You know, it could be. Hey, listen, it's hard to bet against James Cameron for anything. It is. I mean, it, there's a whole bunch of stuff here that he didn't let us down about.
0: Yeah, well, you know? uh, he let us down on Terminator Genisys.
1: That's true. That's
0: true. What is up That's, with the spelling of that? Why is it called Terminator Genisys? I know it's, it's supposed gen- to be like Genesis, Genesis, like system. Yeah. But why spell it that way? It's just confusing.
1: How about why in the trailer give away the,
0: oh, the, the secret of the movie? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why give away the actual plot of the movie instantly? Yeah,
1: in the trailer. That was, that was weird. So that was weird. Totally weird that
0: really bad decision making on that, tra- on that trailer in that movie. The yeah. name terminator genesis like it's supposed to be terminator genesis like genesis system you know like a
1: he's been cruising for a while you know that he must have been working on this avatar stuff for a long time if you look at his imdb he did the dark angel tv series uh for one season or one oh let's see he did that he did that but he really hasn't done a lot he's got like the terminators uh, in there, he's been doing some, like some video game stuff. A lot of Terminator. Holy mm-hmm. moly! He does, but it's like the video game. He's like characters based on characters, so it's not really like. Looks like he's really like written. He re rewrote some of these things too, though. He did uh, Turric the first flight, which was a TV movie collab yeah, and then uh, screenplay for Alita: Battle Angel. He did
0: the screen. So screenplay has... for Piranha Two: The Spawning. Why not? Yeah,
1: <laughs> he he did the original. Uh, Piranha movie. That's why.
0: Okay, that makes sense. That was like his
1: first flick
0: oh, before he did.
1: Yeah, he get before he got trusted to do. But it's funny because if you look at, he's he's obviously been not doing. He's not been making movies.
0: Um, no, he did. He did the Sarah Chronicle Chronicles, which I actually liked, but they completely ruined the, um the way time travel worked in that in that universe.
1: Yeah, but if you look at his directing credits alone, you see you know 2016 he did he was a collaborating director on Turek, the first flight um he's supposed to be doing the last train from Hiroshima but it's been delayed uh 2012 he did Titanic deleted scenes short video and then in 2009 was Avatar so since doing the first Avatar movie he really hasn't done anything until these next Avatar movies let me ask you this Brian did this man just spend the last 12 years planning Avatar 2 3 4
0: and 5. I mean if that if that's the case then we're going to look like idiots when these movies come we out. We could look totally <laughs> foolish. Totally could be foolish. But our but our comments about the first Avatar are, are on the money. Are on the money. Sorry. Sure, hey, the next three Avatar movies going to be mm-hmm. awesome, but that does not discount our previous comments that Avatar 1 does not belong up there with Endgame. Sorry, does Fair enough.
1: Fair or up there with Star Wars.
0: Or Star Wars. Or Star Wars. Yes. Yeah. Oh man, the End Game thing really gets me though because that movie, uh, people don't realize how special that movie is. You're never gonna see a movie like that ever again. There will never be no. another End Game. And it just it's, that's Probably it. Not. Probably not. 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 Yeah. That was. You know, a lot of a lot of things had to come into play to make that happen the way it did. Okay. That's it. Let us know what you think though. And on the way to the comment section, tell us that we're all idiots and avatar is the best movie ever made. Hit the subscribe button, the like button, and the alert button so you can hear more from these idiots. Yeah, and you have to you have to subscribe if you call us
1: idiots. That's the only yeah, thing. That, that's
0: the only rule. Okay. <laughs> Later, guys.
1: John Burns, I'm running to dinner, but I hope you guys saw my comments from Avatar Two to this one. We will take a look, John. In the review of Demolition Man. The guys from Channel Awesome talked about how 80s movies were man movies. Ford, yeah. Arneal, yeah. Weaver, oh. I am ah, yeah. Okay. John, you're hilarious, dude. You, do you got that. some funny stuff in here. Yeah, it's um, the 80s were were definitely man movies.
0: Manly uh, man movies.
1: Avatar 2, James Cameron's search for more money. <laughs> It's funny. I, I mean, I, I'm just not sure. I mean, that's a great uh, comment because I think it's hilarious. But the reality is, is I don't know if the dude cares about money. Like, is he doing it to make more money or is he doing it to spend more money? Right. Like, I just don't know. He's been living off of uh, Titanic money for a long time.
0: Yeah, he has been. <clears throat> that's sweet, sweet Titanic money. <laughs> All right. Let's uh, rock and roll. You got a word more, huh? Yep. Okay, everybody. We are talking about the Metal Gear Solid movie. According to Oscar Isaac, it's still happening. And I am an old school Metal Gear Solid fan from way back in the days and from PlayStation 1 days. So I would like to definitely see this movie made. Shane, what's going on here, brother? True or false?
1: Answer a question for me. Shoot. is metal gear solid like the the godfather of all the combat games that would come in the future all of the uh um i'm drawing a total blank battle you know all the all the games that kids play nowadays or people play nowadays where no. you're shooting people no and trying to come in like silent and and and
0: did did uh, solid snake start all that no doom started all that no, Doom's a first-person shooter. Yeah. Uh, okay. So so is so, so is Metal Gear Solid. It's not first-person though, right? Yeah, it is first-person. Yeah. The character you you see
1: the character on the ground and stuff. You're Doom, about- you did not. Oh. Doom, a, you were a gun.
0: Mm, I'm pretty sure it's first-person. You
1: got me questioning my own history right now. Well, and the reason I mention it, I really liked Metal Gear. I played the heck out of it.
0: And, oh, uh, you can play in first person or third person.
1: Okay, so the, but but to me, when I look at this game, it's like it's like an early version of all the like Civil War. What are the games that, that play now? What am I missing here?
0: Oh, you're talking about like um, Fortnite? Uh, not
1: Fortnite. No, no, the ones the are military ones. Oh, uh, Call of Duty. Call of Duty. Yes. Is this not like some sort of pre-version of what in those end up becoming? Call of Duty is. is- a first-person shooter. It's not.
0: Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. Can't you see your person when you run? You run around. Oh, you're right. You can't. Well, you can or can't. I guess. Yeah, you can always. You can zoom out to third person, but it's better for right. first That's person. That's right. That's right. I mean, the granddaddy of shooters is Doom, but without I played that day of the other night. Without Metal Gear Solid and Duke Nukem, um, and Wolfenstein 3D. Yeah. Then Doom Doom wouldn't be con- wouldn't wouldn't have continued, you know, the the Doom was was a simple was a very basic version of those games, but it was the very first uh, you know, popular version of that. But without Metal Gear Solid and without Wolfenstein, without Duke Nukem and all those games, I don't think it would have we wouldn't have continued on to where we're at now where those games make billions and billions and billions of dollars a la halo everyone hmm. halo is yeah. just like this you can go third person first person um these sort of like yeah there's campaign modes there's also like uh mass effect can be one of them mass effect is more third person regardless yes metal gear solid is a special game there's a there's always gonna be a place in the, for history but there's also a lot of Metal Gear Solid, if I, if I remember correctly, I stopped playing them after years. But... You
1: know, what's funny is uh, Xbox has, you can download if you're part of the, uh, the monthly membership thing right now, like the, all the free games, they have Doom 2. And I actually played it like two weeks ago. I downloaded it and played it. And I got to tell you, it was still enjoyable. It's more a puzzle game than anything else.
0: Oh know? yeah. Doom. Yeah. Yeah. Cause yeah, you got, it's like a maze.
1: It's a maze. You're trying to solve it, unlock things. It's you know, and you got you're killing creatures along the way. Um, it was just a lot of fun. And Metal Gear Solid was one of those games where it was just extraordinarily enjoyable to
0: play and well and well made. Yep. And the character. This is one of those games too. Like you know, I don't I don't think when you played Doom, you cared too much about um, the main character too much. You it was it wasn't about the story. And you know, in some other games too, like Duke Nukem, yeah, there was a story there, but Metal Gear Solid was a story like you actually cared about the main character. What was his name? Was, uh, Solid Snake. Snake. Solid Snake. You cared about the character and you cared about the friends that he picked up along the way and his sort of a, uh, allies and his alliances. Yeah, it was there was a story to it. Um, a la, same same with like Mass Effect. There was a story behind it. You cared about the chief. Um, almost like Halo. A Halo story is sort of. Not even as good as Metal Gear Solid and Mass Effect. Like Halo is sort of basic in comparison. But the fact that they're making a, a game out of this is—I'm sorry, a movie out of this is going to be great. And if they really are casting Ozick, Oscar Isaac in the role, dude, that's pretty damn good casting,
1: great. right? Yeah, I know he's getting tore up uh, for the Moon Knight right now.
0: Moon Knight was was but, not great.
1: Yeah, but he is over overall a good actor. Uh, enjoyable to watch on screen. He has good charisma. And I think he can play this character.
0: Yeah, you know who I would have rather have... Uh, I mean, Oscar Isaac's great, but whenever I pictured uh, Solid Snake, I pictured uh, this guy. He's from... Um, he played Deathstroke in, um, in the Justice League movie at the very end. His name is Joe... This guy. Oh yeah, you, I think you talked about him before. Yeah, Joe. I can't pronounce his name. Ma- Ma- Manginello. Man, I, I think I said it. Joe Manginello is someone. Is the person I always picture when you say like "Solid Snake." I was like, "Oh, this is the guy." Joe. Ma- this, he, he has- yeah, he would make. He looks like the character. He looks like the character. Yeah. Probably doesn't have the acting chops that Oscar Isaacs has.
1: But if you see yeah you see oscar isaac i mean and his oscar looks like him too with his beard i
0: mean he can totally pull it off yeah you're right yeah but i think that that would be a good one too yeah and what did you say he said so he said something on twitter recently he said can you give us any update on solid snake and the
1: preparation going on for that
0: we're we're, we're searching we're searching like solid snake we're we're climbing through air ducts we're looking for the story and then the exclamation mark (laughs) (laughs) so he said we're searching like solid snake we're climbing through the aeroducts looking for the story so apparently they're still they're doing it still
1: yeah they're they're trying to write the script that's what's happening still a go. he says um it was confirmed he was going to play the lead back in 2020 of course you know covid and everything happened and nothing's been the same so you know there are things that were delayed that we're going to see that will over the next year or two years you're going to see things that we thought disappeared actually pop up again and uh and, and they should be nice surprises for us. I
0: like this. They're looking for this comment on Twitter. They're looking for a Metal Gear story that doesn't confuse the hell of the audience. Good luck. I mean, it's true. Mm, it gets convoluted. Yeah. There's like five or six games, right? Yeah, you can
1: do it. You just have to... Uh, yeah. I don't know. I wouldn't try to stay true to the story as much as I would try to stay true to the character and create maybe even a new story out of something that they that they did That that, that is its own. Yeah,
0: the problem with that is that's what they're doing in Halo, and they're getting lambasted by fans. I mean, which I understand, but the show's not bad. No, the show's good and the character fits the character and it works. But the problem is there's so there's so much convolution around the story that and it's so complicated and there's so many different versions of it because different games. In order to tell the story for your For your canon, everyone's head canon is different based on the games they played or didn't play, and their experiences. And so you're never gonna please those people. It's better to be true to the character and write your own story in the established universe. That's what you should do. That's the secret. Yeah,
1: and then have some homage to some playing aspects. You know, have some sort of you know things where people are like, oh, I remember that. Yeah, you know. Yeah. And that'll be great.
0: I love this. Like so a lot of people have given him a hard time. Like, he hasn't. He has no idea what he's talking about. <laughs> he doesn't even know. He doesn't even know the story. Like, yeah, it might be true. Just because he looks right, he's a good actor. He looks. Like, he looks like the right guy. It might not be the right guy. Well, we'll see. Yeah, we will see. I would. I'm willing to give him a shot. Absolutely. Why not, dude? Yeah. Um, at least. I, at least we're getting a movie for it. Hey. To be fair, though, most video game movies fail miserably
1: big time yeah
0: oh man i i I actually tried to watch that um the movie with the rock the other day the doom movie yeah where he picks up the bfg he's like oh it's a big gun you're like yeah bro yeah we know we know we know that's what it was what it meant like
1: (laughs) all they needed to say was hand me the bfg that would have been perfect
0: Right. Yeah. You
1: didn't actually have to say the words. Yes. You
0: know? Yeah. Everyone already knew that. So it was like it was supposed to be like a like an Easter egg, but it like it was not an Easter egg. It just wasn't.
1: It was just kind of yeah,
0: cheesy. But I think he did his he did his damnedest in that movie. Like the Rock really tried to play that role, but it's very hard to simulate a like a first person video game movie. Right. It's hard. Right. Very tough. So either way, that is it for us. Do us a favor and let us know. Are you excited about a Metal Gear uh, Solid movie? Are you interested at all in Isaac uh, Oscar Isaacs playing that role? Or would you rather have Joel Manginello? Let us know in the comments section below. And on the way down there, please hit the subscribe and the like and all the various buttons that tell us you love us because you're awesome. Thanks. See you guys tomorrow. All right, that's the end of the stories. Well, let's get out of here because I gotta
1: really use the bathroom now. Okay. Um, I do want to say here, uh, John Burns, we did cover the Atom Project. Both of us enjoyed it. It was a it was a pretty good pretty good movie, a lot of fun, but it did scream Netflix movie.
0: So just heads up. Yeah, it had a very Netflix movie vibe to it for sure. Still yes, fun. And have a,
1: it, it was still fun, still good. I love anything with Ryan Reynolds. Uh, I'm running dinner, but I hope you guys see my comments. Chow dudes, Chow John. Okay, guys. Um, Mage. Hold on, real quick. Art Mage, I think the guy who played Fake Captain America from The Falcon and Winter Soldier could play Snake.
0: Oh yeah, uh, Winter Soldier. Fate
1: okay, Fake Captain America. Oh no, Fake like
0: Captain America. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, that's a good. That's a good cast. So is yeah. Winter Soldier though too.
1: I wonder if Europe would ever consider doing a movie based on The War of Mine. Huh. I haven't seen that one. I haven't seen that. I looked it up or on the, uh, yeah, maybe it's a book. Uh, let's see. Well, listen guys, we appreciate you. We love you. Thank you for being here. Um, oh, and Kenneth said Wolfenstein was before doom. So that's, that's very true.
0: Oh, was it?
1: Yeah, I, I think oh. so. That's what he said. Oh, hey, listen, yeah. I trust whatever Kenneth says. That's doom true. Really hey, hey,
0: listen, then that means that doom is actually not a very good movie. I'm sorry. Very good video game because Wolfenstein was a better video game. Oh, interesting. I thought, I always said I came after because it, it had more features. Mm. Well, if that's the case, then hey. All right, Land, everybody. We love you so much. Thank you for supporting us. Thank you for being here live.